It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Um, as I said yesterday in my statement, um, it's, uh, it's, it's humbling, uh, and, it's, uh, and it's flattering, and it's a testament to, uh, you know, to, to our staff and student-athletes uh, that uh, other people express interest uh, you know, in, uh, in us. And, uh, but as I said yesterday, I'm excited about where we're going here at the University of Miami. And... Uh, Excited about, you know, our student athletes coming back um, next week. We've got some mid-year enrollees coming in this week. Excited to get back uh, on the road. Um, and uh, just really uh, ready, to, ready, to, ready to move forward. So um, it's, uh, it's one of those things where uh, I really don't talk about other programs or, or other universities. I think it's really just important that we... Uh, talk about the University of Miami and, and uh, the direction that we're going. So uh, there, there are some universities that have expressed interest the last couple of years, and, and I've never addressed them, uh, any of them, uh, and, and I'm not going to start to do that now. I'm not a candidate for any other job, uh, and I plan to be at the University of Miami. Uh, the guys that were here in this program delivered us, you know, through, through a very dark time, and, and we're so grateful to them, and, and we've made progress with them. Uh, understand, number one, I'm responsible for everything in the program. That's, that's including the defense. Uh, the second thing, I'm responsible for personnel. Uh, the third thing is, in terms of schemes and direction that we want to go, uh, you know, again, we're not where we want to be, but we had an opportunity to win nine games. I would love to have an opportunity to win ten and keep moving forward. That did not happen. But if you look at, uh, you know, some of the things that I, that I talked about this morning that I've been looking at, just uh, – the progress that we made, whether it's, you know, the sacks, uh, the fumbles, uh, you know, caused or recovered, uh, interceptions, all of those things. Uh, this has been probably in my three years, this is the most, I don't want to say explosive, but we made explosive plays on defense. We scored five touchdowns on defense. Uh, we, we blocked four kicks uh, for the first time, you know, and just things of that nature. So, those, to me, are all positive trends. The other thing, we went from, like, 31 penalties on defense a year ago to, I think, 10 or 12, uh, if I'm not mistaken, so to 10. You know, from 31 penalties playing all those young guys a year ago. So although we're not where we want to be, okay, um, there's so many little things that I look at as the head coach that say, okay, uh, you know, the answer right now is not change. The answer is continuity. The, the answer is continued progress with our young people, continued development. And uh, I would be lying to you if I said I wasn't excited about the talent that we have coming back on defense. Uh, I am. I'm excited. We had a lot of playmakers uh, that are coming back, number one. And number two, we're adding 14, you know, 13 to 16 more uh, recruits to that. So um, I'm excited about that. And, and uh, again, it's, it's my decision. And my decision was that starting over for these young people is not the answer. Continuity continued progress, uh, continue with the same uh, position coaches and techniques and scheme uh, is, is 
was the better answer for me. And uh, I made that decision after careful evaluation. Al Golden withdraws from the Penn State coaching search and announces that his entire coaching staff will return with him for the 2013 season. Tonight's show is going to deal quite a bit with anger. Why are so many sections of the Miami fan base angry at Al Golden for going to the brink of a return to his alma mater? It's a job he's always dreamed of taking. It's home. Why would anybody begrudge Al Golden if he decided that making that move was where he wanted to go with his career? The Penn State coaching search was a distraction for the Miami fans from talk about coaching changes and more specifically, the firing of defensive coordinator Mark D'Onofrio. But word that there would not be any staff changes revived that anger of many toward that subject today. Is Al Golden wrong for placing all of the blame for anything wrong on his, uh, with his team on his own shoulders and deciding that stability on his staff is better than change? And you can debate the subject of talent all you want. But I think everyone would agree that with 30 or so new players coming onto the Miami roster through recruiting, that the base of talent on this team is about to get better. If you are Al Golden and you believe strongly in that, and your coaches have worked with a challenged hand for the past three years, when you factor in everything they've gone through from the talent on the roster to recruiting under the NCAA cloud, yada, 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 putting D'Onofrio or any of those coaches out on the street, just as you feel things are getting better in your program. Just a few counter thoughts to ponder as we get going tonight. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to a new edition of Kane Sport Live. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of Canesport.com, and we are once again getting ready to embark on the fastest two hours in Hurricane Sports. Tonight's show promises to be animated, and as always, this is your show, and it's going to be driven by your participation. We have 50 open phone lines, so there's plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. The call-in number is 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. Over the past 24 hours, as always, we have asked Canesport.com subscribers to identify some of the topics that they would like to hear discussed on tonight's show. Here's what they came up with. Number one, I was personally asked to address whether I have lost any respect for Al Golden in this process with Penn State. Before we get too distracted tonight, let me say unequivocally that the answer to that question is no. Al Golden handled this entire flirtation with class. He did not comment or lie to anybody the way that most coaches do when they're under consideration for a job. He stayed in his bunker and he took care of his business privately. And that ultimately involved surprisingly pulling out of the Penn State search at 4 o'clock Sunday after all signs had indicated and Canesport.com had reported that he was likely to be named the coach of Penn State on Monday, barring the most unusual and surprising of circumstances. He chose not to talk about it today, which is exactly how he should have handled the situation. He didn't get up there and lie. He didn't say Penn State didn't pursue him. So kudos on that front to Al Golden. People want to know if if Golden is going to go down with the ship by not making coaching changes. Why is the offense getting so much post-bowl blame when the perception is that most of the team's problems have been on defense? Most questions and topics 
center around the previously mentioned items at hand, the Penn State coaching search and the decision to come back with his full coaching staff. Before we get to calls, let me quickly address our, reco- our reporting of the Al Golden pursuit by Penn State very quickly. We first got wind that Penn State might have Al Golden in their sights on December 22nd, and it was at that point that I began pursuing the story. I, I learned that, that Bill O'Brien would most certainly be going to the NFL, and that people at Penn State had identified Al Golden as somebody that they would be very seriously interested in. I let it go till the bowl game, but after the bowl game, I knew that as the Bill O'Brien situation reached the boiling point, that Al Golden and Penn State would become an issue, Kane Sport, in terms of reporting on the subject and for the Kane's fan base. And it's our responsibility at canesport.com to everybody out there that is a part of our website to aggressively report every single story without exception that has anything to do with this Miami Hurricanes football team. So that is what we did. Um, the story began to pick up steam uh, about midweek when we learned through a multitude of sources, and let me stress that every single story that we put out on this subject was vetted very closely and had at least four confirmations. The typical standard in this business is to have two confirms. I made sure we had four because of the sensitivity of the subject. We learned that Al Golden was in serious talks with Penn State on Thursday, um, heading into Friday, and that he was the primary candidate that they were focused on and that he had been offered the opportunity to be Penn State's next football coach. Now, those talks continued into Friday and Saturday, and on Saturday we learned that Penn State officials came to South Florida to meet with Al Golden and his family. And we also learned that at that meeting that Golden and his representatives exited with the feeling that they had an agreement in principle the equivalent of a handshake agreement for Golden to get a contract on Sunday and be named Penn State's head coach at a press conference on Monday. We sat on that story all day Saturday because we only had at that point three confirmations of this, and I didn't feel totally comfortable because of the sensitivity of the subject to go with the story until we had a fourth confirmation. On Saturday night at about 10 o'clock, We got that fourth confirmation, and it happened to be from a source that was even stronger than the first three. I continued to monitor the situation going into Sunday morning, and Sunday morning we made the decision to put out the story that barring something crazy, and I compared it to the three special teams turnovers that took place in the Virginia Tech game that sort of started Miami's season spiraling downward. Um, That's what I compared it to, something as drastic as that, that Al Golden was likely to be named Penn State's coach or would be named Penn State's coach at a press conference on Monday. What happened as the morning continued, and it's to to show you how difficult it is to report on coaching stories and how the story can change so quickly, was those representatives that had made those agreements went back to Penn State, and there was division in State College. Um, speculating on the division, partially from talking to people and putting things together, it sounded like it centered on a couple fronts. There were people that felt like the hiring was happening too fast and that Penn State should talk to more more candidates. There were people that were lined up 
behind different candidates. Some liked Al Golden. Some didn't want to see Al Golden hired. No different than it would have been had Miami gone on a coaching search itself. And some people would have lined up behind Butch Davis. Some people would have lined up behind Greg Schiano. Um, that's the way it, it works in, in these situations. A third issue was that Al Golden had a connection to Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky through his playing time and, and, and partially coaching time at Penn State. And there was just an uneasiness among some of the people in the upper echelon of Penn State about going back in that direction. Probably the reason Al Golden didn't get the job two years ago when they hired Bill O'Brien. So these issues started to percolate at Penn State, and then something else happened. Um, Penn State decided to talk to, as part of that process, Mike Munchak, the, 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 who was fired by the Tennessee Titans on Friday. Um, somebody leaked that story to Chris Mortensen, who is the supreme reporter for ESPN, covers the National Football League. And Mortensen um, reported that Munchak was going to interview for the Penn State job. Somewhere around that time, sources have told us that Al Golden gave Penn State an ultimatum. He was going to have a contract to sign within the next few hours, or he was going to pull out of the coaching search. Um, that happened at 4 o'clock when he pulled out. Um, so, you know, my greatest regret in, in this situation is quite honestly the perception that what we were reporting to the Miami fan base and our subscribers was wrong. And, you know, I, I put this out yesterday on Twitter, and I'll, I'll say it again right now on the show. We stand by everything that we reported along the way in this process. Some of the people that are criticizing us and taking shots uh, because they have a forum to do so have never asked us um, for any explanation of what happened um, until this evening, when I did get a phone call from um, a writer from the Miami Herald who I did an interview with, and I'm um, assuming that there's going to be a story in tomorrow's paper um, about that subject. Uh, but we feel like we handled this story with the utmost of responsibility. The sources were extremely highly placed. They knew what was going on, um, vetted to the max, and we made sure – that even though there were many more than four sources, we made sure we had four strong confirms before we put anything out. Um, I apologize if there were any feathers ruffled along the way, um, but I can promise everybody one thing. There will never be a story going forward that we will not report aggressively. And you know, when it involves something like a coaching search, which is by far the most difficult story to report of anything I've faced in my 30-plus years in journalism – um, you know, obviously, you run the risk of being wrong, and this is, as many of you know, this is not the first time that this has happened to me personally. It happened a few years ago when Miami had its own flirtation um, with John Gruden, the way that Penn State had, had its flirtation right now um, with Al Golden, and you will notice there will be complete denial from Penn State as we sit here tonight, and you will never hear anybody at Penn State acknowledge that they even spoke to Al Golden and any of this happened. And that's how it works in these coaching searches. And that's why it's so difficult as a writer because, A, the story can change at any moment, and, B, after the fact, everybody lies. But to Al Golden's credit, when he stood before everybody today and he went on the Joe Rose Show, he did not lie. Did not lie one bit. He did not deny speaking to Penn State. He, did, he chose not to go into detail about it. But he didn't lie to anybody, 
And I give nothing but golden for that because let me tell you something, most coaches would not have taken that approach. All right, let's get started now again. The call-in number, 646-595-2048. That's 646-595-2048. We're going to start the show in the 513 tonight where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? Hey, Gary. How you doing? This is Tim from Cincinnati. How you doing? What you say, Tim? Hey, first of all, Gary, you don't have to apologize or explain yourself. You do a hell of a job reporting everything, and people just need to get over it. It's just I don't understand why people were so sensitive on Twitter talking about Gary this. You, didn't, you don't have to explain yourself. You did a hell of a job. Well, I to like me, to explain it, you know, because it's, it's complicated, oh, no, you're, Tim. You're, you're, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah, you're, and it's not an easy. you're good, Gary. You're good. Yeah, it's not simple, so I like to apologize because I want everybody to know exactly what went on every step of the process. Right, and, I, and, I, and to be honest with you, this is just my personal opinion, and I know I'll probably listen to you afterwards. I just took away a couple of things from all of this. Number one, the fans, some of the fans in Miami kind of got me because it was like every time we, someone was saying something about going to Penn State, it was almost like people were taking it so personal. And I'm like, dude, that's his alma mater. If he's choosing to go, that's I wouldn't, you know, feel bad about it. But, you know, if that were to happen, let's try to see who would come in and, you know, try to salvage the class. And it just seemed like the fans just got so – it was divided. Some wanted him to leave. Some wanted him to stay. And it was just like everyone was ragging on you. And I'm like, it make, the story makes perfect sense to me because to me I'm like, why would you announce it for – you're coming back, it just seemed like, no, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, it's a fancy to kind of thank Munchak for actually getting fired from Tennessee. Because honestly, <laughs> I don't think none of this happens. Just my opinion, Gary. And maybe I'll just chime in and listen to you. I just feel like none of this happens if Munchak is fired. Honestly, well, I, mean, I think they probably were full go with Golden. I think Golden was ready to actually go. And then, like you said, they went back and, you know, kind of conversed amongst themselves and said, let's wait it out. And I, I guess Golden was just saying I can't wait anymore because I got these recruits and everybody asking about me. So I, it, I don't know. I just and, and number two, I, and I'll let you, I'll get off the phone and let you, you know, talk or whatnot. Number two, at the conference, did it not feel kind of like he's just going to go down with the ship? Like, okay, I, you know, let's just go all in, and if something happens, then it's all on me, and you know, or whatnot. But how could you not make changes to the staff? when everyone can see that there needs to be changes made. And just put me on hold, Gary, and I'll just please, because I almost went to psychiatrist. Oh, I'll, 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 leave, I'll, I'll leave you live just, in, just I'll leave you live just in case you have any follow-up questions. But, okay, um, okay. You know, in terms of the, the uh, Penn State deal, the reason he didn't make any statements till 4, till 4 o'clock Sunday was because he was involved with Penn State until 4 o'clock Sunday. And you're right. absolutely right. And, and, you know, really, one of the things that's confused me by some of the debate is all you have to do is use common sense here. I mean, you know, this story at worst started on Thursday and, mm-hmm. and, and had really picked up steam by Friday. And um, if there was going to be a denial that – and he was not obviously interested in going to Penn State, it would have happened on Thursday or Friday. And but it wasn't going to happen because, you know, he genuinely was interested in that job and, and expected to get it and expected to be in State College right now as we're talking um, as Penn State's head coach. So, um, you know, again, I give him nothing but credit. He didn't come out with a bogus statement. 
He didn't BS anybody. He kept his mouth shut, and um, most coaches wouldn't have done that. Now, um, in, in terms of going down with the ship and, and, and that mindset, and I know a lot of people feel that way, um, you know, obviously they have a lot of problems. We've talked about them all season long on the defensive side of the football. And if he was going to make changes, it, it, we've, we've also spoken for many, many weeks now, and I've given you my opinion, that it was not as simple as firing Mark D'Onofrio, that you couldn't blame. It was such a mess on that side of the ball that you could not blame it on one guy. Um, so if he was going to fire anybody, he had to fire everybody. Okay, and, and, and that would have been massive upheaval for a coach that re- – and he's very sincere in what he said today, that he really believes in stability. And, um, you know, he decided that – because of everything they've been through and all the challenges that they've had, that it would not be fair of him to fire people in these circumstances right now, just as they in unison as a coaching staff believe that things are about to get better. Um, They feel that the players that they have on their current roster are improving. Uh, They're bringing in an incredible uh, amount of talent, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Some of it high-impact talent, guys like Chad Thomas, who who's going to be uh, just a, a freakish uh, defensive player uh, for Miami. And I think Al Golden wants to give those coaches that have stuck with him for the last three years the opportunity to, to move forward with an improving foot, current football team and a football team that's going to get an injection of new talent and competition and everything else. And um, how do I think everybody should respond to that? Well, you know, I, I think obviously there's going to be a wide – uh, assortment of opinions, but uh, you know, I think you have to respect Al Golden's right to make that decision. Uh, his neck is on the line. I mean, you know, if the ship goes down, he yes. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I think you know you have to hesitate and say go down with the ship. I mean, he does have at least five more. It's five or six more. I think five more years on his contract. Um, so he's obviously not getting fired anytime soon, and he does have that job security to hang his hat on, but. I mean, clearly things are going to get very uncomfortable around here if things don't go well with the defense next season. And they're going to be challenged, let's face it. So this is a huge risk that Al's taken because it's not realistic to expect true freshmen to make massive impacts in their first year. And he's pretty much going to be riding with what he has now when September comes. So, yeah, massive risk, but he does have the job security behind him. And um, in terms of his long-term um, attitude towards Miami, I don't know that we really know that, um, but I guess that will unfold as things move forward. Well, in my figure, one more thing, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and you can put me on hold. Um, I just – with with Trevante Valentine, this kid, I, I just – I'm listen, I'm 33. I'm in no right to talk about an older – you know I mean? A young kid who's about to make one of the decisions in his life, but – you know, he to me, do you feel like he decommitted and used Golden's reasoning as an excuse? Because most kids who decommit within when there's a coaching change, they kind of wait to see, if you know, who the next coach is going to be before they make a decision like that. So I kind of felt just, you know, if you were going to decommit, we all knew you were wavering, so why would you just use that? I just kind of felt like that was a cop-out, Gary. And I'll just, just put me on hold and just let me know what you think about that. And, right, you know, I'll, you did a hell of a job, by the way. Go ahead. Uh, thank you, Tim. I'll put you on hold. Um, best best way I can answer that question is I, I don't believe anything 
coming out of um, that Trevante Valentine situation. I'm not totally convinced that in reality, um, even though he announced his commitment to Miami, that he really intended to go to Miami. Um, I think that he's been an LSU uh, guy, for, you know, pretty much for about a year now, and I've always been suspect of that commitment. So I think that by tying it into the coaching situation that's at hand right now, uh, kind of an easy way out. Uh, but but I think that this was a pre-conceived um, move by Trevante, and I personally am not sure he ever really intended to go to the University of Miami, but he's a good player, and he does weaken the recruiting class. I mean, you know, just having him come out, and um, let me just, you know, double-check right now as I'm talking, um, but by taking him off the, the commit list, Miami dropped from number five to number eight in the recruiting rankings, so that's how significant um, of a commit that he was based on his ranking, and uh, it, it's a loss, and, and now Miami... It, likely will go out and, and, and look for another defensive lineman that they can put in there uh, in his place um, as they can, you know, wait. I mean, obviously he has the option of changing his mind, but I would not expect a reversal there. Um, I would expect Miami to go out and maybe try to find another defensive lineman here in January. Um, there is plenty of time. All right, 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go out now to the 229 where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. Who's this? Hello? Yes, sir. Jose? Who's uh, this? <laughs> uh, this is Jose. What's up, Jose? What you got for us? Oh, man, I, I'm just, I just want to know what's up with Al Golden. I mean, is he, like, really with us, or is he, like, going to Penn State? Well, my guess is he is so angry right now. I mean, let's let's be honest. Penn State totally screwed out Golden. Okay, they really did. Um, number one, they they led him along a path where where he thought he had the job. Um, and like I told you, I had it from many many sources. Some connected to Al, some not connected to Al. That he had the job. It had circulated through coaching searches, uh, co- coaching um, constituents around the country, agents, the agent network. It, it was all over the place, everywhere it could possibly be that Al Golden was going to be the next Penn State coach. And um, they led him down that path. And, and he sat there and he kept Miami on, um, you know, hanging and, and for many several days and, and would not put out a statement withdrawing from the job and, you know, because he thought he was getting the job. And then at, at the end, for them to, to stall it on Sunday and, and start interviewing other people, and, and, and I, I think he flipped out at that point, and I don't blame him. And he was under an incredible amount of pressure. Obviously, from the Miami side, they're pressuring him to withdraw and announce he's staying. Um, boosters are up in arms. You know, people are are calling the athletic department and 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 Blake James and a lot of stuff was going on that was very negative for the University of Miami. And he was under a lot of pressure to get the heck out of that search. And um, you know, shame on Penn State for what they did to him. To be honest with you, and uh, you know, you talk to people up there and and. The first thing they tell you is what a mess the administration is, what a mess the Board of Trustees is. And from that standpoint, it's not a surprise that they totally botched this coaching search. And from what my people up at State College have been telling me since last night, there was no other candidate. They, this morning, they were starting from square one, and they hope to have a coach in place by today. So 
Um, it's a mess up there, and I think they totally screwed Al Golden. Uh, shame on them. And, uh, you know, that's the deal. So uh, my question is, uh, I, 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 for my belief, I think we should give Golden an A+. Because, I mean, yeah, I know, I, we know he interviewed for the job, right? And uh, at the end, he's like, you know what, I'm going to stick with Miami. I mean, he was 9-4. This past three years, we were like six and seven, six and five. I mean, I think that's a big, that's a big increase. I mean, regardless of the, yeah, we lost to Louisville. I mean, it was bad, but still, I mean, he stuck with Miami, so we should give him credit. I mean, all these recruits are like, they want to know what, what's going on with Al Gordon. Is he going to stay or not? Right. Yep. Well, and, we've uh, spoken all. Sport, we, we've spoken all of them. And uh, in unison, you know, they, they they have told us that um, they are solidly behind. I mean, Valentine's the only one right now that looks like he's in question. Which, uh, you know, Valentine's, you know, for the longest, he he said that he was he was leaning toward uh, LSU, which I wasn't. I'm not worried about Valentine. I mean, we have a what 30 re- recruits right now. I mean, my God. I mean, we had Chad Thomas. We have the uh, what's it McDermott. We have mm-hmm. so many good recruits that uh, that can come in and help us improve. I mean, for next so year. I mean, oh my there God, are some we have very, very good players in this recruiting class. So uh, right now, like I said, I'm not worried about Valentine's. I'm worried about him staying and bringing this recruiting. Hopefully, get more recruits in for this coming 2014 recruiting class. I mean, which I think is going to help us improve. For the next few years, I don't know. I mean, I might be wrong. You help me out. Well, I mean, I'm not poo-pooing this Valentine defection, even though you know, even considering what I just said about him a minute ago um, as being a non-issue. I mean, defensive tackle, huge position of need, and we're also reporting tonight on Canesport.com that uh, Michael Weish, the defensive tackle from East Los Angeles College. Um, his future at Miami is kind of in, in limbo right now. Um, the, a- the ACC um, has a rule that um, a, uh, a student athlete cannot attend the same ju- – uh, or, or it requires – I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. It requires entering student athletes to attend the same junior college for three semesters before they can transfer to a school. So that would be the equivalent of – um, a year and a half, uh, and and um, unless you factor in summer courses, and because of 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 a family situation, Weiss has only attended East Los Angeles College for two semesters. Uh, so right now they're appealing to the ACC to try to get a waiver um, on that, uh, and there or an, a a positive end to an appeal uh, because he had some family circumstances that necessitated him leaving um, Mount San Antonio College and College of the Canyons and going to East Los Angeles. So um, I think there's a decent chance uh, that the ACC will allow Miami to bring in Michael Weish immediately, um, but not definite there. And um, if if that were to go south, uh, combined with Valentine's exit, um, that would be very problematic uh, for this recruiting class. So, um, you know, we'll see. Well, uh, I hope that we get to – because uh, we need defensive ends, defensive tackles, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but if if it's not going to happen, I heard that uh, in three or four months 
he might have to go back to junior college and, and attend three or four more months, and then he can go back to Miami. Is that right or um, wrong? That, that's that's accurate. Um, but you know, you you run the risk of is he willing to do that? You know, I mean, he he has told us that he wants to come to school now at Miami. So um, Miami would have to talk him at that point into going back to junior college for another semester and taking classes. Wow. And, uh, you know, he might he yeah, might be willing nice. to do it. You know, he this is a kid that does want to be a Miami Hurricane, um, but there's no guarantees there. So, um, obviously, I'm sure the Miami coaches are hoping that the ACC grants uh, this waiver of that rule and allows Weish to come to school next week. Well, let's just hope he was, he's really willing to come to Miami. Uh, but anyhow, uh, let, me change, let me change the conversation. Uh, what about Ehrman Lane? I mean, do we have a chance with him? I'm expecting him to go to Florida State. You know, he's made it no secret. Oh. He, he, he planned to play with Dalvin Cook, and um, he, he's talked about waiting and waiting and waiting, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ehrman Lane committed to Florida State uh, sooner rather than later. Wow. That is, like, messed up. <laughs> but well, anyhow, you know, you, 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 uh, can't, you can't get everybody, but I will say this. Um, not getting the, uh, some of these real high-impact local kids is holding the Miami program back right now. And, um, you know, the onus is on the South Florida community to once again embrace its program to the point where these kids go to the University of Miami because Miami cannot become a dominant program again without getting these elite South Florida kids. What about his uh, teammate? Uh, wasn't it Tyree? Yeah, he's solid. He's fine. Tyree Brady is I, fine. I believe he's pretty good. I mean, don't we need, like, big receivers? Yeah, and he is a big receiver. So that's why they took I, I mean, he, uh, he might be a little slow, but I believe at the end, once he learns his position and everything, I think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, like uh, Dorsett. I, I think Dorsett is pretty good. I mean, yeah, he he's probably injured. But uh, Tyree, I think Tyree's going to be pretty good. I mean, at the end, I mean, uh, we just had to give him a chance. And uh, I, I know we want all these big four-star, five-star recruits, but at the end, if we don't get him, I mean, I think we just have to settle. I mean, we have to be happy with what we have right now. I mean, look at that Duke. They have these two stars, no stars recruits, and look at them. They went and beat the crap out of uh, Baylor. Yeah. Am I right or wrong? I think you're right. You know, I think you're right. I mean, uh, so we have to be, I mean, at the end, I mean, the hell with the two, three, four, five-star recruits. I mean, let's get what we can get, and let's let's help them improve their game. Well, I mean, you know, obviously that's what the coaches are doing. They clearly feel strongly about Brady, and uh, um, I think the, the feeling is that his speed is going to continue to improve, and uh, he's a good prospect to work with. All right, I'm going to let some other people get in now. Thank you so much for calling, and um Hopefully you'll, you'll give us a call again down the road when we have future shows. Thank you. When's our next show? All right, let's go now to the 917, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, what's up? What's up? Who's this? This is BK Hurricane. Hey, what's up, BK? How are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. Uh, oh, man, Gary, um, um, you did a good job, like, you know, reporting. Like, I actually believe everything you were reporting, because it sounded like, you know, like everything you were posting was credible. Yeah, I mean, I don't but, have any reason to lie. To lie. No, I mean, no, I, no. I, mean, I, I, give to you, that you I give it to you guys anything. straight, you know? And if, yeah, and if, and if we didn't, if we didn't have the, 
the confirmations and the best of sources, we wouldn't have put a story on our front page. You know, you, you're on our website. You see what we do all the time. If, if I tell you guys all the time, this is not solid enough to put on the front page, you know, sometimes we'll put things on the message board, you know, and say this is not confirmed or whatever. But, you know, I mean, there, we have no reason to lie about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I think you did a great job altogether. Let me ask you a quick question, though. Just, just an opinion, this is more of an opinion of what you might think. Um, you know, when the whole thing came down to the 12th hour, you know, for Golden and the whole Penn State thing, do you think that Blake James or anybody in the Miami administration said, listen, you, you have to make a decision now. We got to know because we got to try to preserve this recruiting class and get somebody in here immediately. Do you think that might have sure, had um, any – Yeah. I'm sure it did. Any, you know, you, they'll never discuss it. You'll never hear Blake James say it. But you know, I'm sure by Sunday that it had reached the point where, like, you know, Al enough. You know, they had, let, let me put it this way: he's scheduled to go on the Joe Rose Show at 6:30 this morning, and he was he had a 12:30 press conference that was scheduled. But Al Golden, I'm sure, was not worried about either of those things because, like I reported, he expected to be going to State College on Sunday and and calling Miami up and saying, I'm becoming Penn State's new coach. So those media um, things that were scheduled for today going into Sunday morning were not a factor because they were going to end up being canceled anyway. Um, right. But I'm sure when all these things started happening at Penn State on Sunday morning in combination with continued pushing, and Blake James said he was in contact daily with Al Golden – from Blake James is what turned the pressure up on Al Golden and inspired him to give Penn State um, essentially an ultimatum. And when they didn't meet that ultimatum and and give him a contract on Sunday that he could sign, he pulled out. Right. So do you think this in any way have left a bad taste in the administration's mouth? Like this was the guy that said, listen, I'm not going anywhere. You know, and everybody knew the you know the Penn State thing at some point was going to come you know was going to come his way when Joe Pa got booted out of Penn State. But he was adamant. Listen, I'm not going anywhere. This is what it I is. Mean, I'm staying. I'm a Miami guy now. All of a sudden, so do you think this left a bad taste in their mouth? Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if bad taste would be the proper word. I I think that there's a feeling of uneasiness. And for everybody listening, um, you know, if you don't want to see your Athletic department administrators feeling uneasy. Um, I would say, you know, back, back down a little bit. Stop, stop sending emails and making phone calls and, and, and things like that and make them feel um, like you're not behind what they're doing and you're not behind their head coach and things like that. I mean, you know, it, it's really an overreaction. It really is. I mean, Al Golden had every right to listen to Penn State and consider going and, and becoming their football coach. And, you know, he's not recklessly out chasing jobs. I mean, this, this was his alma mater. It was home. It's a special place for him. He played there. He met his wife there. I mean, you could, you could just go on and on about all the reasons why being the head coach of Penn State would have a special meaning for Al Golden. And you know what? He's a human being. He's a grown man. All of us that have careers and jobs are always looking to move forward ourselves, and, do, and we all want to be happy and do things that, that you know, fulfill us in our careers. And you know, I, I think people need to get, really get over that aspect of it and, and sort of you know, chill out a little bit. You know, and, and I hope yeah. they do because, because you know, football season doesn't start for eight, nine months. Obviously, there's a lot of time to heal wounds here. Um, 
But I think just at the end of the day, you have to be grown up about it and respect the man's right to live an adult life. And uh, you know, if he felt that Penn State was a, was a place um, of, of equal or greater standing for him personally um, than the University of Miami, I don't think you can begrudge him for that. Yeah, well, after what transpired today, you know, when he came out on WQAM and, you know, I think everybody would have cut him some slack if, and this is a big if, if he would have made some changes. But for him to come out now and say, listen, I'm not making any changes, I mean, it just poured gasoline on the fire at this point. You know, and uh-huh. now people are just like, oh, my God, now he's not making any changes. He was going to leave. Now he's staying, and he's not making any changes. What What's going on? I, I understand. <laughs> you, you know, know I totally, everybody would have cut him, cut him some slack, but. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, but let me say this. As sports fans, and we're all guilty of this, you know, we always feel the solution is to fire somebody. And it often is. I mean, you know, today the Dolphins fired their offensive coordinator. You know, coaches are getting fired all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's a crazy profession. I mean, how many professions are there? Let, let, let's think about this for a minute. How many professions are there where you could lose four of your last six games, get blown out by Louisville in the Russell Athletic Bowl, and days later um, have another school in pursuit of you offering you a million-dollar raise? I mean, not many. Are you kidding me? I mean, how many Not professions me. are there where that can happen? And let's I'll give you something else. How many professions are there where you can, you know, be relatively successful, win nine games the way Al Golden did, and have a fan base that's up in arms and you know, in a lot of places, if you didn't have the job security that Al Golden has right now, the fan base would be talking about firing you. And, you know, plenty of coaches get fired after winning nine games. Larry Cloaker. Larry Coker was one of them. I mean, you know, he won. He had a, a great record here at Miami. He got run out of town. So, you know, it, it's a crazy I mean, profession. That's, that's an interesting point when you brought up Larry Coker because to me it seems like, you know, the administration and even some of the fans have put everything on Al Golden. Like, okay, Al Golden is our savior. It, Al Golden is going to bail us out of this thing. But, the long, you know, the more and more – you know, you know, I'm sitting back and I'm looking at this thing. I know he has a long-term contract, but are we really that far behind where we're, you know, where we're willing to give Al Golden like six or seven years to turn this thing around? Well, I mean, he contractually. That's what take. Could, we're not going to turn around overnight. It's another three years, Gary, before we even think about beating Florida State on a regular basis. Well, I mean, that's the gamble that Donna Shalala took, you know, and the University of Miami was in a hurting situation when the NCAA stuff broke, and they didn't know where it was going to go. And they felt that to lose their head coach at that point would have been absolutely devastating. And if they were going to get Al Golden to stick it out through that period um, and give them the assurance that he would be at Miami, then, you know, they basically were told and and followed through on it um, that they had to give him that type of contract. Now, the thing that I'm sure is just totally, totally upsetting some people in the Miami power structure today is, you know, a feeling that Al Golden is not living up to that end of the bargain. And, um, you know, I'm sure that when they did that and when, as an extension, when they hired Al, that they were not anticipating as early as, you know, year three that he would be considering going to Penn State. Now, on the flip side for Al – so much has changed 
since he made those commitments. And, um, you know, it's not the same set of circumstances that he took this job with, and it has not played out the way that I'm sure he felt it would when he took the job. Um, you know, and you could go on and on and on. You know, you know about all the problems on the field, off the field, the, the roster turnover that he's had to go through, um, the recruiting issues, the lack of support from the community to the point where one of the inner city leaders from Miami, Luther Campbell, yeah, to this day is still writing columns. Well, he's still writing columns in Miami New Times, um, you know, basically lacking support of Al and, and, and bringing up, you know, racial inferences and things like that. Al Golden didn't sign up for any of that, okay? So, I mean, it, it's changed since he made those commitments, but at the same time, if you're on the other end of the commitments, you're feeling like, hey, what the heck's going on here? So it's a messy situation, and it's one that they're going to have to deal with moving forward, Um and we'll see where it goes. I can't predict, you know, what the feelings are going to be and, and, and how this is going to continue. But it's a complicated uh, deal. It is. It is. And go figure, the best news we got all, you know, throughout this whole thing, the best news we got is you could probably add one more win to our win total next year because Charlie Strong went to Texas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the well, best news we had all weekend. Charlie wait Strong is going to Texas. Let's wait and see who who they replace him with. They are armed with a a war chest a of, of cash at that school, and um, you know, trust me, they are not going to compromise in who they go after. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Yeah, I'm, I'm, All right, I'm interested to see also. All right, Gary, listen, you're doing right, a great job. Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'll, I'm call, a, I'll call you next time. All right, man. Thank you so much. Always good talking uh, to you. All right, all right, six six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. We're gonna go now to the five one five, where you are now live on Team Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Good. How you doing, Gary? Doing good. Who's this? This is Skibby. What's up, Skibby? Oh, not a whole lot. Uh, first, just want to say great job with the reporting. Um, you know what? Did the best to be we honest, could, man. I, to be honest, I don't, I don't care whether your sources. We're right or wrong. I mean, that's what we pay you for. Well, I mean, well, they, they, they were they were right till four o'clock Sunday. <laughs> 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 now, let me tell you seriously. I can, obviously I can't tell anybody who the sources are. I would never compromise anybody like that. It, it, they were supremely highly placed sources that were involved in the process. Okay, um, we were not misled. We were not lied to. Um, you know, maybe um, if I if I wanted to hedge a little bit. I would say that some people might have had different interpretations of, of what was there, possibly. But we went to we went four deep on our confirms, and um, you know it just is what it is. Things change in coaching situations; they're very difficult to report. And you notice nobody else reported it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it wasn't because they were doing everybody a favor. They wanted to report it. Nobody could get it. And, and you know that's that's not me knocking other writers and reporters. That's me making a statement on how difficult it is. And, you know, I'm, you know, for better or for worse sometimes, I'm in a position where I've been doing this 30 years. And uh, on this particular story, I was working with another uh, reporter who's been doing this longer than me at Penn State, um, whose sources there are as deep and good as my sources at Miami are. And, you know, I mean, we had that. We thought we had that story on total lockdown. We would not do anything differently again. And the, you know, as you may or may not know, this is the second time 
um, in a similar circumstance, this has happened to me. And I will tell you that when the next one comes, and we know it will, I will, re- I will report that equally aggressively, and I will not back down from giving you guys who are on our website every day living and dying with every single thing that goes on with this football program, giving you the cutting-edge information and to the best that we possibly can, and that's my commitment to you guys. Yeah, appreciate that, and that's why I continue to pay nine ninety-five a month. Um, and we'll continue. Well, I to hope so. I hope you feel that that's a bargain. I really do. We we try oh, to give you guys uh, as much value as can possibly be done. Yeah, it's it's a bargain. I told I I posted this to somebody earlier today before the show. Uh, I love this program only slightly less than my wife, and she's sitting <laughs> ten feet from me right now. So is she, um, she, is she snarling at you? <laughs> yeah, she she hates Miami. She's, I'm sure. As all wives, my wife so. hates Miami too. She can't stand it. You know, we could, You know, I'm I'm working 24/7, 365. Like we can't even go out to dinner, and I'm getting phone calls and texts and and half the damn time the way our the way this coaching staff recruits. You know, with their commitments at nine and ten o'clock on Saturday night, it's like you can't even take your wife out to dinner. You know, it's like we're sitting there doing commitments. <laughs> We're doing commitment stories while we're sitting, you know, at um, you know Longhorn Steakhouse or something. I mean, I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's you know, but well, but yes, yeah, so I don't think any wives love love this so much. I uh, I said it before. I, I'd trade you jobs in a second. Um, but uh, I know, so, I know, I, I'm, um, I'm blessed. I know that. <laughs> you know, I I believe your story 100. percent You know, to be honest, I, you know, I'm over it. Uh, you know, I'm at a point with with Golden. I'm in prove it mode. Guy just needs to prove it. He's proved that he's, you know, he's great at putting together uh, good recruiting classes or high ranked recruiting classes. He hasn't proven that he's good at selecting the right talent, developing that talent, and coaching on game day. He needs to prove those things. That's that's where I'm at with him, and um, hopefully we see improvement. You know next year um you know one thing well look i mean one, one thing could be let me just pause you there for a minute and then you can continue i mean okay. i think one thing you have to look at is um clearly there are issues and questions but um you know he has gone from six to seven to nine wins and if you look back at the history of rebuilds at this program it really lines up pretty well now granted i thought you know we all know the schedule was very kind this year and it's going to get tougher next year um, but he has made progress. I, I'll give him that. He's made progress in the in the win totals. Um, you know, I I do discount it a bit because of the schedule. Um, there were some stats that were posted today that were pretty, you know, on a defensive side that were pretty, um, you know, pretty Popped atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, yeah, he, he's trying um, to rally support. You know, he, he he's trying to can't rally blame him support. For that. For his coaching staff, you know, he knows that everybody out there in the community is calling for Mark D'Onofrio to be fired. Um, you know, so much talk about the whole best friend issue and, and all that. I think more than anything, you know, obviously they're close and, and their families are close, but, you know, they're also business partners. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, he's trying to keep the, the base of support uh, behind what they're doing. So, you know, yeah, they were propped up a little bit and, you know, obviously by some, you know, not so great competition, um, but you got to understand what he's trying to do. Yeah, no, I can I can respect that, and I mean to be honest, you know, I, I do think 
he's a smart enough guy that worst came to worst, you know, he'd let the guy go if he needed to. Um, you know, I don't agree with with his decision not to now, but you know, like you said before, I respect the fact that you know it's his decision to make. He has that right. Um, so you know, I'm over it. Uh, I, I want Mark D'Onofrio to be successful at the University of Miami. I mean, I'm not. I think some people are wishing bad things on this guy. I'm, I'm I don't get that. that like, way, I've never understood you know? that. It, it, it's almost like I, I feel the same way myself. Like, I, I feel like people are, like, sitting there through this whole coaching thing, like, you know, like, just waiting for me to be wrong about something so that they can, like, you know, go on the attack. It's like, I don't understand why people are like that. You know, it's like, you know, why would you why would you be like that? You know, and in the case of Mark D'Onofrio, why would you not want him to be successful? You know, I've said it many times to Gibby. When he was hired, I had never heard of him. And I went out. I asked a lot of people, football people, and and um, everyone, you know, many of them told me that he's a very good football coach. So you know, we'll see. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I was, you know, I I understand why everybody feels the way they do. That changes were necessary. It's the nature of the sports fan. On top of the fact that there's a million problems, um, but I, you know, now your choice, now your only choice is to give them a chance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope, you know, with all my heart that he's successful, that Golden's successful. I want nothing more than that. Last thing I want is for them to not be successful and us to have to go through another coaching change. Done. Um, you know, I want to get into some recruiting uh, stuff real quick, but uh, one last thing I want to say, you know, just around, you know, Golden and his, his contract and the things like that. The one thing that does disappoint me, and I understand that Donna's, you know, was in a bit of a – you know, a quandary with this NCAA issue. But, you know, one thing that I've learned, and you see it time and time again, especially in sports, and it happens more with superstar athletes than it does with coaches, but it does happen with coaches, is that uh, people are just are too quick to give someone ultimate job security. Uh, I think the last thing that you want to do is give someone ultimate job security. As soon as you do that, you have no power and I think it demotivates people. I think the best motivation in the world for someone that's working is the fear of being fired. And You're probably you know, right. I, I, and I think that Miami, may, you know, was it a mistake? I don't, it's, it's tough to say because of the NCAA issues. But Too Miami soon to gave judge him. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Miami gave him ultimate job security, and that's just, you just don't do that. And you never enter a contract that you aren't, that you aren't able to afford to buy your way out of or you aren't willing to buy your way out of at some point in time. Um, well, that, that's the last thing I want to say about Golden. But uh, well, into recruiting, go ahead if you want to Well, I was just going to say, that. you know, obviously they, they were going to give him five or six years anyway under any circumstance. So, you know, I, I think it was a gamble in, in the sense that it, worst case scenario, things don't go well, you're going to have to buy out. Um, whatever the number is for the last couple of years, and it might cost you a few million dollars. But that was a small price for the University of Miami to pay um, if it ever came to that for what the ramifications would have been of losing their head coach in the middle of that whole NCAA mess. Like, who in the world would they have been able to hire? You know? True. Yep. So, and, you know, hopefully it's a gamble that ultimately pays off. Uh, you know, hoping it does. Um under the recruiting topics, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, constantly sweating about, 
you know, are we going to get Ermon Lane? What, are we going to get Cook? Uh, you, you know, what's happening with all these, you know, star skill position players? And, you know, I think you're right. It's it's a huge problem for Miami that the homegrown stars are leaving. But at the same time, I just don't think that we should be sweating these superstar skill position players. I mean, when has it ever been a problem for this university that we're losing because we don't have, you know, super elite wide receivers or running backs. I don't. I just don't think that running back and wide receiver has ever been a problem for this university. I think we need QBs, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and linebackers. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what we should be sweating. Losing the superstar QBs, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and linebackers. I'm not. I'm just not going to get worked up about losing a wide receiver. We're always going to yeah. have good enough wide receivers. Skibby, you're the man because you're making some. I think you're making awesome points. You know, you really are. And uh, you know, they're they're addressing that in this, those positions big time in this recruiting class. I mean, you see four offensive linemen um, in there. You know, you, you you see the defensive line getting addressed. I think there's eight defensive line commits. I think there's. Uh, four linebacker commits. Um, so yes, they're they're addressing all those positions, and uh, you're right. Yeah, it's just I mean it's 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 just crazy. I mean that's we are in you know the hottest of hotbeds for running backs and wide receivers in the country. You know, I mean if we don't get <laughs> if we don't get the five star, we're still going to get somebody. You know, even if they're a three-star, we're still going to get somebody that's better than 90% of the other wide receivers, probably 95% of the other wide receivers in the country. It's just, it's just not going to be a problem. We need to have, we need to have, we need to win the trenches. That's what Miami needs to do, you know, to get back to relevance. Um, so all that said, are we, you know, who are the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and linebackers? that, you know, we're still recruiting, that we could still add to this class? Well, there aren't many because there's not many spots left. I think there's only maybe two more spots left in this class. So I think what you have right now is a situation where they're going to go out and take, take the best players that they can find out there. And, and it might be somebody that's not even on the radar right now. Um, I'm, I'm sure that they're going to be looking at guys that are maybe committed to other schools that, that might decide that there's a better situation um, at Miami based on other players that are being taken by that school. And um, I, think it's, I think it's a wide open field right now for those last you know, couple spots. Do you think we you know, have any shot with Kenny Young or I know, I know Melvin uh, Kine has uh, committed to Virginia Tech now. But I know we're still recruiting him. I don't know if he's still going to visit. Uh, but do do we have any shot with either of those two? Um, in we, your opinion, um, Melvin Kine, I don't think so. Um, when I spoke to Malachi Dupree last week at the Under Armour um, practices, um, he told me that he and Kenny Young were considering visiting Miami on uh, January seventeenth. Um, I have not gotten a decision on whether they're going to do that yet. We, you know, in fact, you know, you're reminding me that's a phone call we need to make here. Um, um, right away, but um, there's a chance they're going to visit on the 17th. And uh, okay. if if he and Malachi Dupree come together, um, there's always a chance. But I, I think it's a long shot. Okay. Well, let's hope let's hope we hit it. But uh, and then last thing last thing I want to say, and then I'll I'll let you get to other callers. Is you know I think one caller said not worried about Chavante Valentine. 
um, and I'm glad that you kind of chimed in. Uh, I am definitely very disappointed <laughs> in losing Trevante yeah, Valentine. Yeah, you don't poo-poo that one. <laughs> I that agree. That kid is going to be a monster. Um, Man, he, I he, think he's he should got be some pretty head good. issues. Yeah, he's got some, you know, he's got some things mentally that he needs to work out. If he gets those worked out, he's going to be a monster. Um, so if we can get this kid back in our class and we can get him uh, qualified, then we absolutely should be going balls to the wall to do that. I mean, monster we'll see, but he's obviously going to be real good. All right, Skippy, hey, thank you so much for giving us a call tonight, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll talk yeah, to thanks. you uh, next time. Do you want to be on hold? Please, I'm listen. Yep. You, you got it. You're thanks. on hold. All right, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. thought Skibby brought some good comments tonight. Let's see what we can find now in the 954, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live, if I can get this thing to work. There we go. You're on the air. How are you tonight? Hello? You with us? All right, you're going to have to call back. Um, let's go now to... The 513, where you are now live on Team Square Live. How you oh, no, you were already on. I'm, I'm going to put you back on hold. Let's go to the 678, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? You with us? Going once, going twice, three times. All right, let's go now to the 305, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? What's up? This is me. You're on, man. It's you. Hey, it's what's all up, about Johnny Oak? It's all about the U and you. <laughs> hey, Johnny Oak from Bird Road here, man. Uh, listen, you know, I'm glad that Golden didn't go, man, because um, even though the, the process has been slow, you know, we, we are winning more games every year. And, you know, and, and I believe that, that we can still win more games, you know, as, as all these, you know, great recruits are coming in. So we just got to keep the faith and uh, – and be happy that, that he's staying, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Another coaching yeah, change would have been horrible. Again, going through the same thing? Oh, my God. That was the last thing that we needed. <laughs> well, it, it would have been an uneasy time, no question about it. You know, and, and, and how awesome it is for, uh, for you know, Charlie Strong to go ahead and, and, and get the hell out of Louisville, you know, taking taking all our boys over there. You know what I'm saying? Texas is full of, of 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 football recruits. You know, it's, it's a hotbed. You know, I'm I'm sure that uh, you know him leaving to Texas. You know, the, the option for UM is going to be more appealing now. Yeah, I was a little concerned by what I saw in the Russell Athletic Bowl too. I thought I thought that Charlie Strong coaching staff was was pure money that night. I thought their offensive coordinator called a brilliant game. Um, obviously very well prepared and aggressive on defense and. Uh, they yeah. were looking like they were going to be a pain in Miami's butt in the ACC and, for a while. So, and, and we'll not see. only that, you, you know, uh, on to the next subject, they didn't have to worry about Morris running. You know, that's the problem of not having a dual-threat quarterback. We're yeah. one-dimensional. It's killing me. Well, Miami's won a lot of games with, with um, pro-style quarterbacks that don't scramble. So um, I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, something that was a problem. Um, I think more so Miami, Miami was very weakened at the receiver position, um, had three of its best weapons out, um, no Duke Johnson, and then on top of it, the offensive line yeah. was atrocious. They were atrocious. So you put all that together, and 
that football team had no chance. Yeah, I mean, but, but uh, you know, just because of the past, you know, we're going to get stuck with the thinking that, you know, having a dual threat quarterback is not going to be, you know, uh, better for us. You know, obviously, you know, when they play UM, they never have to worry about the quarterback running because the quarterbacks never run. Yeah. So they can just <laughs> well, Stephen Morris ran less track. and less as he got older. <laughs> he ran less and less as he got older. Yeah, hopefully uh, this guy, Rosier, you know, he looks like he can be uh, a stud and maybe he can be uh, active and run, you know what I'm saying? Like He looks like an athlete, and I, I don't know. All right, well, you got anything else tonight? Uh, yeah, just uh, one more thing. Um, you know, you know, all these five stars, all the top players, every year after year after year, you know, they're not coming here. You know, it's just unbelievable, you know, how far we have dropped. Imagine if Miami was conquering, you know, do you think many of those guys would want to come here? I mean, especially now that the Heat are winning year after year after year, it's still not appealing enough for them to come. Well, you know, I mean, they are getting a lot of players. It's still a top ten recruiting class, even with the Valentine defection. But there's no question that there's an enormous amount of impact talent getting away. And I'm not so sure that that didn't play into Al Golden's interest in Penn State, to be honest with you, because, yeah, you know, yeah. you're beating your head up against the wall. You're not getting the support of the kids locally. Um, they are impact players. Some of them are going to Florida State, which is a team that you can't, you can't win anything if you're Miami and Al Golden without beating Florida State. You're already 0-3 right. against them. You know, they got the Heisman Trophy winner and, and a – probable national championship team coming back next year and you know there's just no end in sight right now and you know i'm not convinced that that didn't factor into his thoughts of um you know the appeal of penn state you know last thing you know where is the creativeness and play calling there's no statue of liberty no flea flickers no trick plays no they had a couple trick plays there's nothing hardly throughout the year well they had a few in for the bowl game, and they didn't get executed properly. They had a halfback pass. Dallas Crawford didn't throw the ball. And then they had a receiver pass, and Stephen Morris threw the ball 10 yards behind the receiver, and they ended up losing 16 yards on the play. So, I mean, they, they tried to put some creativity in, but you can't win alone on those plays. You've got to be able to run your fundamental offense. You've got to be able to run the football. You've got to be able to protect your quarterback. The offensive line had zero clue in that bowl game. Um, and the whole thing fell apart on Miami. Yeah, but, you know, trying doing a play or two on the bowl game, you know, what about the rest of the year? Yeah, well, you know, we, I mean. We, we don't have a dual threat quarterback, plus we're not going to do trick plays. I mean, how one-dimensional well, and simple can we be? I don't know. The, there were times this year where the offense was pretty darn good, and then there were times it struggled. Obviously, it has to be better next year. They've got to do a better job on third down. If I'm James Coley, I'm spending yeah. every minute of the, of the offseason yeah. figuring out what went wrong on third down. I'm looking at NFL tapes, looking to see what they do on third down, and um, you got, they've got to solve that problem. All right, let me let you yes. go. We've got a lot of callers tonight. Um, thank you uh, so much for calling right, the show. No problem, Gary. 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. We've reached the 8 o'clock hour for those of you that are just joining us because this is our regularly scheduled time. Um, I apologize. We did our best to circulate the word that we were starting tonight's show at 7. Um, 
to accommodate the national title game. Um, obviously, we're going to go for at least another hour. Um, if you missed the beginning of the show, we'll have the podcast up tonight. You'll be able to listen back to it and, and catch up on everything we've talked about. Um, there has been quite a bit. All right, let's continue on now to the uh, 973, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary, what's going on? Doing good. Who's this? It's Ross, Jersey, Jersey. I was hey. about the offensive line and playing about the recruiting and everything. But um, I'm listening. I wasn't going to call that first, Gary, but then I started hearing because I wanted to call it. So, um, let me say, say this. I like Elk. I like both. I like them a lot. But um, I heard you were saying you wanted to call it. You was asking a question saying, where else in America would you be able to find a job after, um, look, you know, looking a certain way, winning this kind of game and, no, I said I said losing shot. four of your last six games and getting blown out in the bowl game. <laughs> okay, well, well, yeah, you're right. Well, let's think about this for a second. Let's, let me ask the question a little bit. Don't look past the fact that um, Penn State, ooh, Golden is a graduate and um, he's met his wife and all not. But don't look past the fact that Penn State was looking at the fact that the job he did when he was at Miami with the sanction and things that was going on, our hands was how he really handled that well. So, don't don't think they was looking past the fact they wanted to bring somebody in there to be able to do a good job of that. I can't mm-hmm. believe that they believe that he was doing a great job on the football field. Um, you know, they wanted to bring in a guy that'd be able to um, you know, pick it up a little bit after they just put on their face by this guy leaving going to the NFL. But let me use let me let me also say this. Let's use the word let's bring up the word loyalty. And um I'm not gonna accuse Golden or anything, so I just wanna make sure I say my words correctly here, Gary. Loyalty. There's something about Penn State and their, their people about loyalty. Yeah, this guy's a business partner of him, but he was keep, he's being loyal to this guy. Think about what happened months ago when they got in trouble, or a year or so ago, when they got in trouble because everybody on that campus wanted to be loyal to the guy because they didn't want to tell the truth what was going on with those kids. There's something about that in that whole Penn State family about loyalty. Is that a trait? <laughs> I mean, I I don't think you should criticize loyalty as a trait, no matter where it comes from. You no, know, how about how about Mike Munchak um, allowing himself to be fired from the Tennessee Titans because they wanted him to replace all his coaches? You know, that's that's loyalty. That's, that's, that's a multi-million dollar job. He he he. Walked yeah, but away look from. what they did. But look what they did. He went right after him. They're coming right after him now. Right? They come but they, they they like that type of stuff over there. They like that, the loyalty. And what he's doing right now, Gary, think about it. Our offense, and you don't always compare about the offensive line. Our offense went 0 for 11 on third down. That's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Yep, no, I mean, no argument from me. I mean, but. Think about that. Now, also, let me ask you this. What linebacker, because Grace didn't, from my recognition, Grace did not. He did not retro. What linebacker, what middle linebacker did we retro this year? Um, I don't think you've registered any middle linebacker. Exactly. We are not developing the kids that they're bringing in. They're not doing it. They're just not doing a good job. Okay? They're not doing a good job of developing the kids. We're not recruiting properly. Like I said, I like Golden. I think he's a good guy. But he's being loyal to an offensive line coach who I think needs to retire. He's being loyal to him. A defensive coordinator that I think needs to get out of town, okay? Because let's think about this for a second. 
what are we doing on defense? We look horrible. You just said to me, you just said to all of us that um, he wanted to get out of time. He wanted to take a big job. Well, they curated this nonsense by putting Ty Smith and all these non-football players on the field. That's mm-hmm. their job. They're the one that's doing it, man. Let's think about it for a second. Let's not, let's not give them a pass. I'm not, I'm not going to agree into what um, so-called Officer Luke is doing in the computer. I don't like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm against that. But at the end of the day, Louisville made us look bad. And the reason why they made us look bad because we was unprepared. Our guys had no emotion. They played with no fire. They didn't know what was going on. Offensive and defensive or special team. Mm-hmm. Now, I, yeah, I mean, you're, also, you're right. It was as ugly as can be. The combines. The combines. We only had five guys that's going. None of these guys are on defense. And not I'm one not player on counting. defense, correct. I'm not counting the punter as a defensive guy, even though we like to count them as defensive guys. But yeah. we had no, no, no not one player on guys. defense. Let me, and let me, and let me stop you for a minute. I, I, you know, while we're on this thought, I, I think that's a big part of the reason why Al Golden talks himself into bringing the coaches back. Because he's sitting there looking, saying, how can I evaluate these guys negatively? We didn't have one player on defense this year that even is being invited to the combine. You know, I mean, you know, obviously everybody's frustrated at the way that, that, that they're, you know, giving up yardage and playing. But, I mean, the bottom line is there's not one player that was worth getting invited to the combine. Well, Gary, will you invite Smith? Smith, would you get would, if you was the guy that was responsible for the invite? No, would you invite him? I wouldn't invite any okay. of them. But that's the point. But if you're saying that, but they're the one that's putting them on the field. They well, made the decision yes, this year to be loyal. Here's that word yes, again, loyalty. They, they have not they had, had, the had the opportunity to, be to go back to these seniors. But they've sorry, only had two, they've really only had two years to develop. I mean, you throw out that first recruiting class. Okay, it was put together in three weeks. Um, they've really only had two years to develop players that they've recruited. And a lot of these teams that they're losing to are playing with fourth and fifth year seniors. So, you know, I'm not making excuses by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying I can see why Al Golden was able to talk himself into what he did today. Okay. But also, let, let me just bring up this point, too. And uh, I'm telling you, Gary, I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up about the day. And I know this guy might be a colleague of yours, but he's a rival guy. So you really probably don't want to say anything about another Ryan.com guy. But the guy from LSU, you guys put that up on the um, on your website. You played it, and I watched it, and everybody else watched it. You can't tell me there that he was not coaching to Tom Valentine to every, almost every word that the kid was saying. I, I got word. I know this for a fact. that he followed that kid around all week that day and kept pumping him on this nonsense about Golden and Bob the Lee, Bob the Lee. And he... He did an interview with the kid. They said, Who are you talking about? The, the guy from the LSU dot com rival, whatever. You guys had it. You guys had the interview on your site. Yeah, I can't remember who did it. Well, you need to go back. Uh, somebody, if it was, yeah. it was either you or somebody that works for you put that interview up, and it was the guy. I want to say his name is Torres or something. Torres. He did an interview with um Valentine. and he mm. basically coached him. And think about it. Go back. You'll see. You can make a comment about it later on. Well, you know what? If that if that's true, and I didn't see the video, but if that's true, he's not going to be able to coach him on signing day when he's got to put his, his when he's got to put pen to paper. So Travante yeah, Valentine is, will make his own decision. I would not count on him being in this class. Yeah, and you know also too, just 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 keep this um, final thought because I got to let other people yeah, get on. I want everybody to think about this. Yeah, we're not getting some of those kids in South Florida, but also a lot of these kids are not qualified too. So. 
at Miami, we sort of set a certain standard that um, we have to get qualified to get into the program. And um, a lot of these guys, let's, let's put some onuses on the college, on, on the high school coaches and, and uh, these mentors or whatever you want to call them and have their, you know, their players go to five and, and get an education. And if you want to play for you, hey, maybe you'll be able to play for you just doing what you're supposed to do. Now, that's not every kid, but I'm just saying. You know, All right, good. But, um, I'm, good, I'm good real big on the loyalty. I'm real big on the loyalty. Number 30. Yeah, you can't knock loyalty. And number 31, they was loyal to those guys, putting them on the field. They wasn't supposed to be on the field. They were not good football players. <laughs> oh, you're brutal. <laughs> I'm very – hey, because I'm a diehard. You're, you're brutal. <laughs> and I get I, – hey, I'm a diehard. I know, man. But, all right, let's make that the final thought of the night. We're going to let you go out with a bang, all right? Hey, thank you all so right. much for being part of the thank show. Thank you. Th- th- thank you. Oh, man, that was tough. That was a tough exit, man. We're talking about the greatness of loyalty, and he's got to throw in number 22 and number 30. All right, let's go back out to the uh, phone, 646-595-2048, 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 985, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Oh, oh, Gary, how you doing, man? Where to start? Oh, man, <laughs> I know. Swagger, swagger for life here, man. Listen, a, a couple of things. Number one, I want to thank you for the spot on reporting for the past uh, 72 hours. I think what you what you hit on was right on the money the whole time. Uh, thank you for that. Whoever's throwing you under the bus, they need to be thrown under the bus because they would have well, been a lot, a lot of thing in your shoes. A lot of it's jealousy. You know, I mean, I can live with that. Whatever. You know, it's like you know, I, I get disappointed when it's when it's people that I've known for a long time, like. You know, Greg Cody from the Miami Herald. I mean, I've known that guy 30-something years, whatever, you know. But uh, right. you know, he, like, you know, he gets his jollies taking shots when he thinks he can, and it's all right. You know, you got you, right. you to be able to take it in this business. I got you. I got you. Um, Al Golden, we, we as a fan base should be lucky to have that man as our coach right now. The pain he should be feeling with the screw job, basically, that Penn State put on him has got to be just, so overwhelming, it's ridiculous. Yep. And I don't understand, I just don't understand the venom that's coming out of the, the Miami fan base right now just wanting to lynch this guy. I mean, I have a theory on that. I don't really want to go there. I mean, it, I, I think that the divisiveness comes from this was the man that took the community man's job, if that makes any sense. I mean, I think in, in certain aspects of the, 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 the local Miami fan base, he will always be seen that way in, their, in, in those, that crew's eyes. I mean, that's just, that's just my opinion on it. But I think we should, be, we should be grateful that Al Golden is our coach, that he's going to be here for the long term, that he has, has a chance to clean out what I call the sewer that was left from, from before the previous regime, which is still not done. I mean, you said yourself, you know, I mean, we were playing with basically – he's had two years. He's had two recruiting classes. You know, throw out the first recruiting class. I mean, he hadn't had a chance to even get his kids in yet, and we want to we knock him out. I mean, he stuck with us through thin and thin, thick and thin, through, you know, through the sanctions. You know, he's a stand-up guy. He's a leadership guy. I mean, I just don't understand it, Gary. I don't understand the venom. Yeah, I, you know, I don't either, and it's, it's got to be frustrating for Al. You know, he hears a lot of it, and um, you know, it's got to be, you know, make it very tough for him when people are calling for the firing of his coaches and things like that. And you know, he's got all the security in the world. He steps up and takes the bullets for him, and always tells everybody, "Blame me, blame me. It's my responsibility to fix this and fix that." And you know, obviously, he's got to get to the point soon where he doesn't have so many things to fix. But uh, 
you know it frustrates them. And and like I said earlier, I I'm not totally convinced it didn't it didn't have something to do with him being interested in going to Penn State. To be honest with you, I mean it's got to be brutally frustrating to listen to all the noise to. Um, hear about guy, what guys like Luther Campbell are writing to, to lose these local recruits uh, when the state of Miami is, is supposed to be your base. I mean, you know, we don't need to cry him a river. I mean, you know, obviously he's a head football coach. He makes $2 million plus, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's been tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it has been, I mean, uh, uh, another thing on the D'Onofrio front, I've been a big proponent of making changes on defense, but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I, I'm like you. I can understand why he's taking a look. You know, he's sitting down at his desk and he's looking at the paper and he's like, how can I at this point? I, I agree with you on that point, even though I do think the defense needs to show some improvement. I think that's going re- to help in, well, you know, with recruiting. A couple more recruiting classes, we definitely need to get in uh, some top ten recruiting classes. I, I definitely think getting into the recruiting side that Javante Valentine is a huge loss. Uh, you had a caller earlier that said that, you know, O-line, D-line, linebackers, and the QBs, he was right on the money on that. That's what we need to concentrate on. Uh, a note from recruiting over here. I'm over here in Louisiana. Um, Kenny Young, the sexy pick right now for these guys over here is Texas A&M, and that's what uh, the local, uh, you know, the local media is writing about over here as far as for that guy. Yeah, uh, I'm stunned at the way they're infiltrating Louisiana. Stunned. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're not too happy with in in Baton Rouge right now. The the Under Armour was was devastating for them. Uh, well, they're, they're the feeling it. They're going to get four I mean, guys. You don't need to cry a river for LSU either. They're still getting plenty of great players, but uh, they probably kind of feel a little bit how people here in Miami feel in losing some of their better talents. Right, correct. I don't know if it's a trend around the country. Probably not. But I'll let you go, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. All right, man. Thank you so much for being part of the show. 646-595-2048. 646-595-2048. Let's go now to the 850, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hello? Yes, sir. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Dwayne Tang, Greer. What's going on, man? Hi. Doing good. Thank what can we much. do for you uh, tonight? I think, first of all, I want to say that you're doing a great job. Um, Thank you. With the reporting and everything, I like you said. I feel like I'm getting a bargain. Um, I've got a couple of points that I want to make. Not much of a question. And the first thing about Al Golden, you know, any of us, if we it was offered a job making more money, and especially for my alma mater, we would listen. I mean, we were on that courtesy to listen. He didn't say anything about it. You know, you got to give him, like you said, plus. A one for he didn't come out and make any statements, didn't deny anything, and he didn't confirm anything. The second point that I would like to make is about changes in the staff. If I'm going to make changes in my staff, it wouldn't be in the middle of the recruiting process because these kids have built relationship with these position coaches, and if I all of a sudden change them, then I have a uh, maybe have a chance to lose some of my recruits. So it looks like I would wait until after this cycle goes through, and then if I want to evaluate or whatever I'm going to do or maybe change them, tweak them a little bit, I would do it then. What you Yeah, but, uh, I agree, but at the same time, I'm not sure if you were planning to do that, that you would have come out today and made an announcement that you're keeping everybody. So, you know, I, I, I don't expect any dismissals. I, I really don't. Um, would not be shocked if, if one or two coaches – chose to leave on their own at some point down the road, but 
Um, I'm not expecting Al Golden to fire anybody. Right. And the lack of talent that's been on defense, I mean, how can you assess the coaches? I mean, we've got, I hate to say this, but uh, round, round pegs trying to fit in square holes because you got kids that was recruited by the previous regime, someone was quarterback, and we're trying to get them to play what we're trying to play now, the different coaches and everything else. So, it's, I mean, it was just, a, a like you said, it was a total mess. And we're you know, talking about I, blowing I, I'd be yelling and screaming that if I hadn't said it for the first two years. <laughs> I was like, you can't, you can't evaluate these guys, man. They, they, you, you got to wait till year three when you know when they've got this team a little further developed. Well, year three just came and gone, and it wasn't better than year two. So I can't tell you guys that anymore. You know, I, I think that it is open for evaluation. I think it was not good enough this year. But you know, what has to make you feel good is that the head coach is a stand-up guy. And he is standing right. up and saying to you that we know it's not good enough. Right. Now, he thinks he can fix I, it with, with, with what he's got there. And he's going to, you know, he's the one that's going to, you know, live and die by the sword on it. And then once we get that fixed, we're playing these guys too early. Look at uh, Tyreek McCord. He's going to be a junior. Yeah, that's part of the problem. That's part of the – you're absolutely yeah. right. There's a kid that could be a decent player that's already going to be a junior, and he's just figuring out what to do, and, and that is part oh. of the problem. Right. Now, if he – and I think about it. If he was a red-shirt sophomore just not figuring it out, we would get two productive years from him, probably, you know, if, at least. And look at Chicolo. He'll be a senior next year, and he's – you know, by the time he got his body right, he was thrown in the fire. He had to play early. I mean, you know, and – if we got to evaluate the coaches on this right here. I think, it, like you said, it's a lot of problems that had to be fixed and for everything to line up for our defense. And we're just going to have to give him time. And we're talking about D'Onofrio, but D'Onofrio takes his marching orders from Golden. So it's just as much Golden defense as it is D'Onofrio. It is. Man, this is painful. You got to excuse me for a minute. I got to take a deep breath. I, I I'm just watching Florida State running onto the field at the national title game and um and and putting the spear in the ground at midfield at the Rose Bowl, man. And it's bringing back memories. I can remember being on that field, standing next to Warren Sapp, the fireworks going off in the sky, thinking Miami had just won the national title, and and that that darn yellow flag coming flying about ten seconds later. Oh my God! All right, I'm over it. Let's let's get back to business. You got anything else tonight? Hey, but how about me? I live in, I'm living in the heart of Tallahassee. I'm in Tallahassee. Oh, and I'm God. A huge oh, <laughs> so my God. Go, go Auburn. Go, go Auburn, baby. <laughs> that's what I'm doing all, all week long. I mean, I live every, every time I move at work, I got a Florida State fan. A Florida State fan. Oh, my fan. God. Can you imagine every grocery store you walk into, every gas station you go to buy gas, you're going to have to look at national championship. T-shirts and hats, jackets. And, oh my God! Go Auburn is all I got to say. All right, you got anything else tonight? No, Gary. Just I think you're doing a great job, and I appreciate everything that you're doing. And I just hope everybody just decide, hey, we're gonna have to ride this out. Basically. Man, can't thank can't thank you enough, and thanks for the call tonight. All right, all right. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Six four six five nine five two zero four eight. Let's go to the 814 now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. How you doing? Who's this? Uh, it's Kane's DeWin from State College. Uh, just want to oh, say uh, thanks for all the work. You live up there? Yeah. 
man, woof. That, that's a goofy <laughs> place, man. I, I can't believe what they did to Al Golden. I really can't. Well, I got a, a few things uh, on that. And uh, I listened to Joe Rose this morning. I was a little upset. What I don't understand, some of the posters, I mean, calling you out, you know, when did you make an official statement? You never did. So, well, we and, put out a story Sunday morning saying that um, they had an agreement in principle, which they did, um, for Al Golden to become the next Penn State coach, and that we were anticipating a Monday press conference. And we put that out Sunday morning after holding on to it for almost 24 hours. And the reason for that, as I said earlier in the show, was we only had three confirmations at that point, and we felt pretty strong about it. But we didn't feel strong enough to put it out yet. Saturday night, we got a fourth confirmation, which was even stronger than the first three. And um, I made the decision to put the story out Sunday morning. And you know what? You know, obviously, you know, you might say, man, you must really regret that. But, but I don't because, you know, we, we, we felt strongly that the information was accurate um, at that time. And, and um, obviously, Coach Golden was still expecting that to happen because he didn't pull out to 4 o'clock. And I think at that point, the pressure just got way too deep. Um, Penn State was having its own internal problems, getting the, the contracts finished and, and approvals and things like that. And, and Al Golden reached the point where he couldn't wait anymore. Yeah, I mean, and another thing, I don't know, you know, like with Joe Rose and the people probably check the message boards, but, you know, when you start a thread, you know, giving us updates, that's never official statements in my mind. And, you know, some no, some I, people might no, only, say that. We, yeah, we consider it official when we put it on the front page as a story. That's what I'm saying. You were holding yep. off on Saturday. It was a yep. 4 o'clock update on Saturday afternoon, and you were probably 5% away from putting that on, you know, the front page, and you never did. And yep. I just think the posters on the, the board should respect the fact of just the updates that we get that, you know, and that's a lot what we're of here people for. don't get. We're here and, to do you know, that for you guys. It just goes back to even, like, I would say the worst updates you ever gave that were in bad news, not, not by your reporting, were, like, the Matt Patchen updates. Those are the updates, you know, that – us posters should take, you know, that we're getting information, if it's good or bad, that it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's updates that a lot of other fans around the country just aren't getting, and we're getting inside information. You know, if it's positive or negative, you know, people need to understand that, you know, it's, yeah, I don't, it's this I information don't that people aren't getting, and that's what we're paying for. And nothing that I saw that you have is an official statement that, you know, you're getting knocked for, and it's... You know, and uh, well, we did. We Phil did go official good, with it on good guy up here, and oh, he's an institution. I feel bad for him. You know, a lot of people respect him up here, and you know, I do. I feel I mean, bad for him because he's so upset. You know, he's just he's really upset about uh, what happened with that story to the two of us, and you know. I, I I take it a little bit better than than, than he does. You know, I, I mean, I'm a little younger. I understand that it, you know these things can happen. I I know the difficulty of recruiting. I mean, of reporting, um, coaching stories, and you know, but he has nothing to to regret. I mean, the, I've been doing this for 30 plus years. The sources that we had on this story were very highly placed, impeccable, and it it just changed. The story changed Sunday afternoon, and there's just nothing we could have done about it. Um, but, but, I, but I, I can give you, you guys, my updates from here are just, uh, I totally agree, you know, living here my whole life. 
Um, you know, this board of trustees up here is a complete mess. Um, basically what I yep. see, you know, fans up here, they're kind of divided. They, they want that Joe Paterno type tradition. They want that type. And then they, they want someone like a, a Franklin or a, you know, that's just something that's different than Penn State. They're a little brutal with, you know, Bill O'Brien leaving. But Bill O'Brien leaving the NFL is kind of like Al to Penn State. I mean, the NFL is Al's Penn State. I mean, that right. is his dream job. I've heard it for years. It's just the way it is. But in my my thought, when when do you draw the line? When when does the honeymoon end with your alma mater? I mean, will it ever end? I mean, um, I think it, I think it has now. <laughs> yeah, I think they they screwed him over so bad on this go around that I would bet the ranch that that honeymoon is over now. I mean, he he has got to be so angry. And he was a shaken guy today, let's be honest. I mean, that, that was not the normal Al Golden that we saw at, these press, at the press conference today and on the radio with Joe Rose. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. You know, when, we, when he has these press conferences, we transcribe um, what he says word for word. And uh, Matt Shodell, who you guys are all, all, all familiar with, um, can, he, that guy can type like about 100 words a minute. I mean, I've never seen a, a, a guy type as fast as Matt can type, and it's, it's really cool. So, you know, we transcribe these press conferences, and, and, you know, I'm sitting behind Matt, and the press conference ends today, and Matt turns around to me and says, story's up. I'm like, how the hell did you get the story up so quick? He's like, oh, this was a piece of cake. Um, Golden talked at half the pace today that he normally talks. It was easy to keep up with him, and I just started laughing, and it, and it, was, and it was really true. He was very deliberate today. He talked very slowly. He measured his words made sure he was saying the right things. and But you know what? I, I mean, I hope everyone you know gets off his butt. I mean, I have nothing but respect for that guy, really. I'm glad, I don't know. It, I'm glad it happened. I mean, I've been hearing it for three years now since, you know, I've been born and raised up here. But, I mean, I'm a born cane. Uh, you know, once the job yeah, at Penn State would become open, Al would uh, come. Now, this will might upset you because Penn State's a better school. Uh it's a better opportunity for him to win a national championship, blah, 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 getting tired of yeah, it. I don't, I, I don't you know. know that I agree with that. Well, I know, don't. I sure. have to yeah. listen to it every day. Oh, I'm and sure you do. I'm sick of it, but, you know, I hope Al succeeds, and I just, uh, my final statement here, you know, he's got a good family. Uh, I know him. They're, they love it down there. I mean, give the guy a chance. I've said in many of my posts, uh, you know, I really think, you know, <clears throat> the past 12 years, you know, we always say, oh, we need a three-year, four-year plan. I really think this is a five-year plan. And, oh, uh, absolutely is. I'm going to stick by that and uh, just give the guy a chance. Don't run him out of town. I mean, you know, we don't have the money to, you know, this, just give him a chance. He's a good guy, oh. and, uh, you know, I hope, I hope the South Florida – I'm not afraid of alumni up north and fans up north. I'm just afraid of South Florida, you know, fans not showing up, not giving them a chance, you know, doing banners around the stadium. Just stop it. I mean, it's all about you, and uh, I'll continue my life here in State College with these crazy fans. <laughs> and uh, I'll mark it down that Miami will win the national championship before 
Penn State ever will. So thanks for your hard work, Gary. Hey, before before you hang up, what what's the buzz in, in State College today about the Al Golden withdrawal? The buzz is, like I said, 50% of, uh, I'd say, the younger fan base wants – they don't really know the Joe Paw era. era. Uh, they want – they want like a Franklin, so they're they're not upset. They actually they they said that if Al Golden were to go to Penn State, that Miami would become the winner. I don't believe that. Um, that's that. The they're just they're just curious. They're shaking their heads right now. They're they're nervous. Their their fear is maybe Larry Johnson will be their last uh, last choice. Yeah, and, that, would, that um, would not be good for them. No, it wouldn't, and they just—they're—they're they're really. No one knows anything up here. I mean, it's—it's it's hard. I heard a few things, you know, over the weekend. Uh, that's past us now, but I mean, they're honestly—they. This has been a rough, you know, three, four years here, and you know, they. <laughs> actually, I—I kind of think it's funny. I mean, as much crap as my family has gotten, you know, my whole life here, you know, it's kind of karma this isn't the pretty school that you know everyone in america once thought was and now they're struggling they can't find a coach and i'm laughing <laughs> they really are struggling they're they were back at square one this morning i mean they, they didn't have a candidate <laughs> so they are and struggling fan, now they, 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 i mean but they deserve it they deserve every bit of it because they screwed over al golden they really did yeah and and you know i have a lot of friends up here i mean a lot of my buddies i went to high school with they went to penn state and i respect them and you know and they're you know some of them respect me and you know just a lot of the uh, a lot of people you know hate Miami that's that's one thing but um, they are square one not as on the board of trustees but square one of they have no idea what's going on right now so that's the buzz I'm hearing up here and they they want something fast just like they reported you know they wanted something in a matter of days and not weeks and they're not getting it and they're kind of scrambling around and they're they're not sure what's going to go on so that's that my dad went there he wanted me to tell you that real quick and that's why we came <laughs> all right tell your dad we said hello hey thanks for the call and thanks for the report um from state yeah. college and give us a call again down the road all right thanks all right six four six five nine five two zero four eight six four six five nine five two zero four eight let's go now to the nine zero seven where you're now live on Kane sport live how you doing tonight I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm dying. Auburn just had a receiver <laughs> wide open I down know, the field, and the, quarter, I, the quarterback I, threw I, it into the dirt. <laughs> those are game. Aren't those kill me? Because they're game changing plays that you forget about at the end. You know that was a, that was a and, touchdown. Auburn's up seven nothing. <laughs> if they just put it in his hands, that well, was just bad. Say? Oh, so many things. Uh, okay, so I'm a Golden supporter uh, and a Gary supporter. I think, you know, this weekend was tough for both of you guys. Uh, <laughs> you know, I can't even imagine how you, you know, had to finally pull the trigger on the story and then it blew up and and nobody can confirm anything now and there's nobody going to ever confirm anything because, you know, nobody's going to say anything. I'm fine with side. it. I- I'm fine. No, with I know it. I that, knew, but it's still tough. I knew the risk. Still tough. I know, yeah, but I yeah. knew the no, risk. I'm just, I know. 
Yeah, of course. I, I knew the risk. Okay. I had to make a decision, and I'm not, I don't regret decisions. You know, we let me just, uh, the story let me, the story was accurate at the time it was put out. We we know we have knowledge of what happened, and it's all good. Whatever. Let me just ask you this: just uh, I, you may not be able to tell me, but how much? What percentage? How much of it did you personally confirm versus how much you got from the Penn State guy? Um, it was probably fifty-fifty. You know, he had okay. his sources. I had I had mine. Um, so your sources were telling you the same thing, confirming yeah. the same thing his sources were telling you. Correct. And were your sources, were your, any, most of your sources up there, or were some of them down here? Both, and, and Both. elsewhere around okay. the country. Just to give you an example of how hard we worked this story, I mean, I had a source that we, we even vetted the, the contenders. I, I had a source that was friends with James Franklin, and I had that source call James Franklin – to feel out what he was thinking about the Penn State job and report back to me. And um, what what it was funny what I found out because you know James Franklin was kind of hoping Al Golden would get the Penn State job because he wanted to make a run possibly at the Miami job. Now subsequent uh-huh. to that, a couple of NFL teams have come after him as well. So I don't know if James Franklin would have gotten the Miami job had Al Golden left today. Um, but that's the degree that we attacked the story at. We you know we even. Re- reported and did our due diligence on the other guys that were being considered for the job by Penn State. Um, so, you know, we did the best we could. Well, the yeah, sources, I, 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 I can't tell you who they were, I but I can it. tell you they were really good. Of course. And we, I, 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 to, this, to this second, uh, I don't doubt the information. Uh, the only thing I'm wondering Have about you? is the interpretation that the deal was done. And, and, and maybe some people might have had a false interpretation. Um, but I don't think anybody expected when those guys went back to state college to find the division that they found when they went back up there and told people that Al Golden was their guy. And, and so I it think sounds, that was an unexpected it, development. It sounds to me like they had no head guy doing the job. You know, it sounds to me they're like they had they got, they, different they, factions. And yes, they, some they people have, thought yeah. they had, had the authority and they didn't have the authority. And, yes. you know, and I've been in those situations, so it's like, as I said on the board, I pointed out, I said, you know, this should have been the AD making this, you know, he, there should be one point man when it comes to hiring. And they yeah, didn't but have the AD's not really an AD. He's not really yeah, an AD. I, he, he was a, I think he was a trustee that they made AD. I mean, you, you know, yeah. come on. I mean, he doesn't know how to do a coaching search. They don't know how to do a coaching search. So let me get off that for a minute and, and switch to a couple other things. It's uh, the board, okay, the Cane Sport Board. Uh, what, what, how do you – I mean, right now it's, it's awful. I mean, I just I can barely go and read it anymore. I mean, with a super high percentage of people who have nothing else to say except fire golden fire. And a lot of this came from this weekend. I mean, before this weekend it was pretty much fire – you know, D'Onofrio and Golden better replace them, but now it's fire both of them, and it's a, too many people. It's just, it's get, it's just. The, how do you manage the board and decide when it becomes so negative that you got to do something about we, it? We do the best we can. You know what? We we try to give people slack. We understand. You know, it's been a it, for Hurricane fans. It's been a long, long, long ten years. You know, oh, it yeah. really has. Well, you know, I mean, every, I have every, a little. Having been a fan since the '60s, I have a lot longer view of, of yeah, what I mean, pain there's, is. There's a, a lot of anger, fan. a lot of anger, a lot of frustration. You know, 
look, everyone, and, and I think I wrote this the other day, goes through a lot of things in their lives. You know, you got, you got issues at work. You know, you, you, people have marital problems, family problems, health problems. Everybody, you know, has different types of problems and issues in their life and things like that. And, you know, pe- people that, you know, they tend to look to their sports and their passion for their sports teams as an escape from all that. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of frustration, you know, a, a, a lot of frustration. And, and, you know, so we try to give people some latitude and, you know, I grimace when they push us to the limit. I mean, some of these guys were real a-holes this past weekend, but, yeah. but you know, I, I mean, you know, we, we try to, we, we try to give them the benefit of the doubt to the max that we can until it just becomes too much. And, um, yeah, well, I hope it tilts a little bit, but I, I guess it will eventually start tilting back some. I mean, I hope we don't have to wait till the first game next year before there gets, you know, tilt back towards some more positive, uh, uh, stuff, you know, but let me get one last thing about the team itself and the coaching and all this kind of thing. I'm, you know, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I'm in the same belief that you are, that it's a, uh, a puzzle, it's not one thing. It's all bunches of things that are the problem and have been the problem, including the offensive lack of offensive production that put the defense on the spot after we lost uh, Duke. And, uh, you know, I just think there's a, a, hunt, a bunch of moving pieces, which is one reason why I'm willing to give them another, you know, year and even maybe two years to get this together. But I do. there are a couple of areas that, you know, really stood out as questioning, you know, that I didn't understand. Uh, and what, the offensive line was one. And my question to you is how much of that do you put on Keo's, um shoulders? Because that was supposed to be the strength. That was, you know, was it because just because Duke went down that they didn't perform well or, that, or as well as we expected? Or do you think there's a coaching issue there? And secondly, on defense, do you, there's been a lot of posts recently saying players are go, you know, starting to be negative against D'Onofrio. And how much do you – believe that and what's your information there oh boy all right uh number one I, you know I, I i'm not trying to avoid your question but i don't really have an answer for that to be honest with you i mean i i, I thought that the offensive line was way too inconsistent the entire year and and i don't really understand why considering you know you had veteran guys that played a lot of football um it was, it was confusing to me. You know, I thought McDermott struggled a little bit this year. Um, obviously, you know, he ended up splitting time with Wheeler as the year went on. Uh, Chantrell Henderson, you know, did his typical space out on the football team and uh, ended up being a zero. And I, I just felt like all the moving around and all the um, the upheaval and, and stuff really affected the level of those guys' play. And I don't think they ever really became a cohesive unit the way an offensive line needs to be. So, um, and, and then, it, of course, it all culminates in the bowl game with how poorly they played there. And, I mean, that was abysmal. So um, does that mean fire Arquijo? I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's like I have, I, I have a hard time, you know, blaming coaches by themselves for everything. I mean, you, you know, know I, choice, I don't, I don't the think the Russell Athletic Bowl around. was Art's finest moment. And I, I think he would agree right. with that. I mean, his guys didn't have a clue what they were doing out there. Um, but, right. you know, I don't know that that means you, you fire Arkeo here at Miami for a second time, a guy that's, you know, part of the <laughs> wall, you know, part of the paint in the building. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, the, I can't, I can't go there. I, I agree with you. I don't know either, you know, but the question, the thing that he did have control over, he couldn't control uh, how well they finally played when they got on the field, but the, the moving them around thing wasn't most was not injury related this year like it was last year. 
So that's a you know that's his choice. To, to uh, it's his choice in, in tandem, probably with Al Golden and maybe James Coley. Yeah, and um, yeah. I, I think that I'm, I hope that that's something that you will see that they will correct by next season. I'm hoping the next year they're going to pick their best five and they're going to go with them. Obviously, right. you got to have okay. backups ready. You got to have backups yeah. ready. Everybody does, of obviously, but, of but 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 for the meat of the football game, when you when you when the game's hanging in the balance. I like having five guys on the offensive line that are used to playing with That's each playing. other and, and, and play in tandem. Right. And, 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 and what's your take on Morris's staying as the starter through thick and thin? Is it, was he that much better or was it just that was the one guy that Golden just felt he had to stay loyal to because he was a senior? Yes, I think I, I think Al Golden was. There was no way Al Golden was going to take that senior year away from Stephen Morris um, after everything that Morris stuck with them through. And um, you know, I think that there were moments probably where it was discussed in, in, in the <laughs> confines of the of the meeting room. I, I, I really do. I think there were there were moments when it was discussed, but. You know, I think in the end he made the right call. I don't think it would have been right to take Stephen Morris' senior year away. Um, I wish Stephen Morris had done some things differently. I wish he played a little better. I wish, you know, fans weren't sitting here talking about him yucking it up on the sidelines um, during losses. And, you know, I do think there's some fairness to that. And, you know, I witnessed some of it myself. Um, oh, but, yeah. but, you know, at the end of the day, it would have been really hard for Al Golden to take his senior year away from him. Well, let's hope now, starting now, it's totally Al Golden's choice of who's going to be quarterback, and hopefully, it's totally going to be based on ability. You know, yeah. we got well, three, you know three people never started. He doesn't have any loyalty to any of them, except you know, obviously the older one. But still, I, I think he's going to strictly go by ability and who's going to get the job done, and even if it's a freshman, you know. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that that's a change from keeping it's going to be somebody hard for in a freshman there. Freshman to start next year. You know, I, I think I yeah, think Ryan Williams is your quarterback at the beginning of the season. Well, and then you know, we, depending on how he does, we'll determine. There's obviously a track record in the uh, in the last two years in, in college football of freshmen performing pretty good. Yeah, you're right. We'll watch them one <laughs> okay, we'll Texas watch them. A&M and Florida we'll State have shown yeah. that you can start a freshman and and be successful. So, you know, if one of them jumps out, I'm I'm hoping he he, he gets to start. And uh, that last question I had about the defense. Have you heard any of this stuff about defensive players not being happy? Um, honestly, yes. Um, you know, I have. And, and you know, I, I think that there are some things that have to be adjusted in, 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 in Coach D'Onofrio's coaching approach and, and, and the way he's communicating with some of these kids. Do I, do I blame that for their problems on defense? No, I, I don't. Um, but I do think it's one of many issues that they're dealing with on that side of the football. Do you think we're going to lose a few uh, players by transfer because of it this year? Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I mean, I think if anybody transfers, it's because they're not playing, not because of that. Okay. Because there's you know, a few names it, on the it, board mentioned. Yeah, I don't – I mean, uh, like who are you specifically asking about? I don't remember. I just remember a couple people on the board mentioning a couple of players who they said were unhappy and were considering transferring. I can't. I can't even tell you who it was or who they yeah, who they I, mentioned. I mean, if they're unhappy, they're probably not playing. 
But when you get your butt kicked the way those kids have been getting their butt kicked week after week after week, um, you know, right. obviously it's possible. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, uh, thank you for all the time and thank you for all your effort. And uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed that uh, some of the more – oh, God. Oh, no. Jeez, what was that? I'm watching the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you know, that the board will uh, – more positive posters will start uh, – posting more so at any rate and uh and thanks for your for your uh, message well sent to them right now thanks for calling tonight all right okay take care all right 646-595-2048 646-595-2048 florida state leads auburn three to nothing in the middle of the first quarter and we're going out now to the 863 where you're now live on kane sport live hey gary how you doing doing good who's this this is Jefferson. I'm calling you from uh, Lakeland. Hey, man, uh, I just want to say uh, job well done. I greatly appreciate it. Um, I've, I've been a hurricane follower from the time I was a young, a very young man. Uh, my cousin actually played for the University of Miami back in the day when uh, O.J. Anderson was the running back, and I'm, I'm sure you recall Kenny Johnson, mm-hmm. who played uh, blocking back for, for uh, O.J. And... Uh, I ran into a couple of ball players many, many, many years ago when I was stationed in San Diego. I retired from the military. Um, I'm going to bring the name up to you, Fred Robinson, Fred Big Dog Robinson. You remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yep. Okay. Me and Fred used to sit in Balboa Park when he played for the San Diego Chargers. And uh, we used to talk about Miami all the time. We were definitely uh, that hard hurt. Still there? Did we lose you? All right, uh, sorry, you'll have to call back. All right, let's go out now to the 330, where you are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing? Hey, Gary, how's it going? Going good. I feel bad for him. He was just getting on a roll. <laughs> I know, I know. He, uh, you know Mine went dead on him. With. Hey, uh, Gary, I was taking a look at, uh, at the rivals recruiting ranking from 2010 to the current, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, in looking at that, these classes that we got weren't weren't bad. I mean, in 2010, it was 16. 2011, of course, was was 36. 12 was number nine. 13 was number 20, and currently we're at number eight in rivals. I mean, uh, I mean, some of the teams that we're struggling with. I mean, Virginia Tech is 20, 21, 27, 23, and 19. Uh, North Carolina is 29, 16, 44, 42, and 17. Georgia Tech is 44, 41, 57, 85, and 45. Duke is in 2010 is 72, 2011 77, 2012 52, 2013 68. I mean, you know, this thing about we don't have the talent and we need better talent is ridiculous. Uh, it's really not. I, I don't think you can go by what you're talking about. I mean, you know, a lot of those players in the Miami recruiting class have not shown up. <laughs> I mean, if you go go take a look, and I don't have my notes in front of me. I did this in the off season, but um, if you take a look at the attrition from those recruiting classes during that time frame, you know, ten, eleven, even twelve, <laughs> and, and and see how many players that Miami recruited actually made it. And, and stayed on the team. It's, I mean, it is absolutely staggering. This Miami football program has really been on probation for the last five years. When you factor in 
what's going on with those recruiting classes and how many players dropped off and and how bogus they were and and the lack of impact talent on them and everything else and um you know it, it is what it is <laughs> well i mean and 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 part of it i see what you're saying and part of it i i think in large part is due to to uh al golden being a salesman i mean i think when you look at it at some of these classes to get the high ranking and to look good after signing day he signed kids that he knew were not going to qualify academically. And 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 so when they didn't get in, I mean after the the years oh Miami's ranked uh you know eighth or ninth or or, or sixteenth. But in it's reality phony. Right. Yeah, in reality it's phony and Al knew that when he when he I mean, you know, admissions know that before they before he signs a kid whether or not he's gonna make it in or not. And really I mean, that's, they take that's some all shots. I, have. I mean a high ra- a high ranking is always good for PR, you know. Yeah, but he, but should, he should still be held to that. St- but still, it's not the equivalent of what Duke's doing. I mean, come on, Duke, really? I mean, even if we're not even close to those numbers, their averages is at like close to seventieth. Oh, absolutely. That's just better, I, that's just better it, it, coaching. Duke, Duke is a testament to what good coaching can accomplish. I agree. That's an SEC good, coaching good. staff because he came from Tennessee. That's an SEC coaching staff in the ACC. And, uh, you know, you got the same thing with Jimbo Fisher, you know. And, and I don't know. Maybe it's the administration not wanting to pay, not giving Golden the the, 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 uh, the money to go out and get the kind of staff he needs, um, you know. Or maybe it's just Golden just, you know, making poor choices with, uh, with uh, you know, the, the coaches. So yeah. that's all I've got to say. All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling. Give us a call next time. All right, let's go out to the 732 now, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hi, Gary. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is Ken from Ocean Township. Hey, uh, what's up, Ken? Oh, I missed part of your show today because I had to listen to my former um, roommate carry on for over an hour with what was going on here. Uh, when you <laughs> well, talk the, about the, somebody we'll have, we'll have a podcast up later tonight. Yeah. Listen to it later, you know, after Yes, I know that. And uh, I started uh, the University of Miami probably about the time you were born. So I've been around a lot longer than most of these fellas. I'm probably one of the oldest people on the board. But I still enjoy football. It's a game to me. But bear with me uh, for a moment. I could not in my life, and I think uh, I put it on board. I, I might as well tell you my handle is Blue Bishop, so you know I, I don't use any profanity on the board at all. I don't believe in that nonsense because he, uh, I think I would raise my father if he ever heard me use that kind of language. I would have had my mouth washed out with soap and water. But uh, neither, neither that may. But I could never understand why Golden ever considered uh, Penn State, uh, and the reason is uh, quite um, simple, and I even put it on the board. I admit that I said the, the Penn State job absolutely stinks, and you disagreed with me, which was fine, but my reasoning was their administration is in complete disarray. They still don't even have a permanent uh, school president yet, and they still have the the mess from Sandusky still left over. You have the uh, the cases of the, you know, People going to trial, uh, and that hasn't been adjudicated yet. Um, there is a divide there, the Joe Paterno faction, and yep. that is the, one of the main reasons 
O'Brien, who's a darn good coach, and obviously he, he's an NFL coach, that's the main reason. He threw up his hands. He made a very good salary, did a good job, and he said, I don't have to put up with this anymore. And, uh, and, we, and the people got to realize Golden um, did not shoot for the job. Uh, Penn State came after him. He didn't go after Penn State. So, you know, give the courtesy. And, and I was thinking when I spoke to my former roommate, who lived in Phoenix, by the way, and I spoke to him, I said, um, what? This whole drama is basically over a 72-hour period, and these people don't even know what they're talking about. They make up stories. And he got really aggravated with the Bush Davis uh, thing, and I said, cool down. The difference between Golden and David, Golden, Davis, when he left, he left. Did he, did he appear for any interviews? No, he, he was gone. You couldn't even get in contact with him. And Al Golden had the gut to meet his obligation. He showed up on, I guess, Joe Rose's show this morning. I thought of transcript. Yep. By the way, um, uh, Matt Chabelle, I give him a lot of credit, but he also came from a very good college, Tufts, I believe. And he, uh, he's pretty smart. Uh, and the thing all is, right, Ken, you're going all over the place on us here. Let's get focused okay, I'll, I'll on other people specific. that want to get on. Okay, I'll be specific now. Let me go with the recruiting. Am I correct that the first opportunity Golden came into was in uh, 2011? And that was basically the leftovers of what uh, Shannon class was. And after, right. after that season, what was it, about six fellas left early? And at least four of them shouldn't have left, and we found out what happened. So really the yep. first class, and we're still under the cloud, was 212. These kids who are in the 2012 class right now are either this year, in 2013, or now it's 2014, were either um, redshirt freshmen or sophomore. The 2013 class is basically – uh, freshmen. Now, the next year's class, 2014, will be the first opportunity for Al Golden to have junior. Redshirt, mm-hmm. sophomore, to junior. So, yep. and now you look at your possible recruit. With the, obviously the uh, the emphasis is on um, on defense, and it looks like, uh, and I didn't see him, but from everything I see, you look like you're really loaded on the defensive line, which you we. We haven't been on the Golden yet. It looks like a short as a linebacker so far. And I think the uh, defensive backs look like they're going to be okay. But that's where you've got to be fair with uh, Golden. And you are correct. He is never going to entertain and ever offer from uh, Penn State. I think it's all over there. So uh, I, he's going to be at Miami at least in a couple of years. He's going to be at Okay. I, I, so that's about it. I agree with you. you. I'd be very surprised. He's got to be very angry at those guys. All right, and thank by the you way, so your reporting, I do enjoy it because I, I even said on the board that I never, I don't even subscribe to another store because uh, you, you can get a little nutty with it. So I look at the papers and, and, the, and it's funny thing, the final, I'll give you one final thought. Uh, and I know some Penn Staters and, and I noticed the writers, especially in the Harrisburg uh Patriot um, News, they even say that Miami's a better job uh, than Penn State. And the reason being, get this, because the talent is in the South. It's in Florida, 
you know, Louisiana, Texas, whatever. And he said, look at all the top teams are there, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Alabama, LSU. And he said the Northeast is disappearing. We have our players, but you, we, they do not have the recruiting base that's in Florida. So if you want to come get close to being to a national championship or go to the NFL, you recruit in the South. And that, that's just the reality of it. All right, and again, thank All you right, so Ken. much and I, for your time, and I appreciate your column, and hopefully we'll get some grown-ups on the board once in a while. <laughs> All right, Ken, thanks for calling. We'll talk <laughs> to you next time. All right, let's go out now to the 561, where you're now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Gary. And yourself? Doing good. What yeah, you got you for know, us? It's, uh, well, it's a great day to be a hurricane. I ain't, I ain't called in the show in a little bit. been real busy a couple months. But, you know, uh, we had talked early in the season, and, and, you know, like we said, everybody was expecting us to be these world beaters this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, I would have liked to see us win more games this year. But, uh, you know, we, we two more games than what we won the year before. So, you know, he's not going to make any changes with uh, the defensive coordinator. He's going to stick with him for another year. It's going to be loyal to him. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, hopefully he does do better because I don't think that he'd be able to stand the fire next year if they don't get it fixed. Well, I mean, it's going to have to be better. I mean, you're right. It's, it's, it's a frustrated fan base. So, but you know, I I think you have to respect, you know, I mean, his right to make that decision, and um, he's really he's putting his neck on the line. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of times, you know, um, a lot of things, situation, coaches get cut one year too early. You know, you know, everybody can have a bad year. I mean, um, I mean, I thought our offensive line was going to be much better than what it was. We were inconsistent. I mean, I was looking for us all year, you know, to line it up hit people in the mouth, you know, Gus the bus guy, you know, looking for him to get more carry. Um, you know, it, it looked like we, it, it almost made it seem like our whole offense was we were going to depend on Duke to make the plays and, and sprinkling and everything else. It's like we didn't have a plan once Duke was gone. You know, it's like where do we go? What was our identity? I didn't see it. I never saw a tight end this year. You know, so just, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, like I say, I'm a diehard. My hurricane flag is still up in the window. Going to be there all year long, you know what I'm saying, 365 hurricane, you feel me? But, you know what I'm saying, at the same time, you know, like you said, it's been a rough 10 years, man, since that night at the Rose Bowl. You know, it, it, it ain't been the same, baby. <laughs> it's been a long road. Yep, it has. All right, well, thank you so much for uh, giving the show a call tonight, and uh, holler at us next time. For sure. All right, you, de- you good? All right, let's go now to the um, the nine seven three. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey Gary, man, it's me again. Hope you're on mine, man. It's on. Awesome. Well, yeah, you, you got something else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just. Um, I know I was strong before, but I'm just passionate. But um, yeah, on the recruiting <laughs> end, man. Um, no, honestly, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest about it. I'm I'm, I'm passionate. I'm think what, what I'm concerned about though is um, we're getting guys. Like the guy said before, we're in the top ten and, and stuff like that. I'm going to give this. I want to say this. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a chance because um, it's a lot of negativity out there. I wasn't being negative. I was just being real about what's going on. Like I said, I like Al. I like the defensive back coach. I like a lot of the coaches, but some of these guys need to be put on notice. Offensive line, 
struggling. Remember, at the beginning of the year, I called you with the juggling, and you started agreeing with me. They juggling around. I noticed that in the, I noticed that in the, in the preseason game, and and um, I mean spring game, and so they was just, they like to juggle guys around, and that's that's it's just too much going on in Miami right now. Too many negative, negative on the field, negative in the sta- in, in the stadium. We can't get our own stadium. We just too many things that coaches out there could negative recruit about us, and I, we just need to come to a calm and make some things happen. You make it happen by what? Winning. I'm watching South Dakota State and some of these other teams in the ball game, and they just look more prepared. I think if fans are upset because they're just not, we're not prepared to play the game, if we trust number 30, number 31, they should be prepared to play the game, and they're not prepared to play the game. And I think that's what we are upset about as fans. Yep, and and you're rightfully upset. It has to get better. But, okay, but the good news about, is, um, the, the good news is nobody's in denial. They know it has to get better. About about transfers. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I want to go all over the place about transfers. One, it's, the guy made a, a point before that you know we keep recruiting tight ends, but we won't play. We we won't. We can't pass them the ball. You know, we're doing bubble screens with a with, with a with a with a with a a thick tight end. You know, with with, with, with Clive, you can't do a bubble screen with him. No. Here's what, I'll, you know, here's what I'll say. To throw the ball to the tight end, you've got to use the middle of the field, and that was a Stephen Morris weakness, and I think that was a big reason why. But still, then, if that's the case, don't throw, it, don't throw the tight end the ball um, sideways. He's throwing mm-hmm. the tight end behind the offensive line. And, and um, let me get this out. What are you, what's your thoughts about the, the, the starting quarterback? Because if we don't have a quarterback next year, we don't have a team. And well, you I think it's going to be Ryan family. Williams. But you know what? Actually, I think it should go to Olsen. Now, now, here's well, the now wait, thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Based wait a minute. On let, what? Me, let me say this. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Based e- on what? Now, come on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I got to stop. Tell you, let me tell you. If they're equal, if they're equal in, tra- in training camp, if they're in the spring game, you want to go with the young guy. Yeah, and, but who um, knows that they're going to be equal? Wait, right okay, right you know now, what? Ryan Williams is miles ahead of Kevin Olsen. Okay, but you know what? You're you're kind of fault. You're kind of the fault on this. You know why? Because um, you, I'm taking your lead on why you're saying that you don't really think that we're going to win. Like probably, but I think you think we're going to win around seven or eight games, eight games again next year. And I, and I actually see what you're talking about. With, That'll be with, my with, prediction. With, I'll, I'll yeah, I already know. I already know where I'm probably going to line up. It'll probably be right around eight. Yeah, because we're introducing a new quarterback. No matter how you want to look at it. I've made points New before. Quarterback we, we're, we're developing on defense, going to be working a lot of young players in, tougher schedule. Yeah, we, tougher schedule. We don't really know. Duke Johnson um, coming off an injury. You know, who knows what, how he's going to be. I try to make this point that, yeah, I want to cook. I want to cook. But here's the thing. Here's another thing that I think people are very disappointed with. Yes, Duke got hurt. And, I'm, I, and I know you don't like me to say this. I think the offensive line is the reason why he got hurt. The fact that they put us in a situation where we had to go on, we had to go for it on fourth and one. But let me just make this point: Duke got hurt, and we had Dallas, but Dallas has converted running back. The fact that we didn't have another running back developed all year again is a shame. Well, Gus Edwards, yeah, I mean Gus Edwards for a freshman did okay. Yeah, but they didn't. And, do the, and, and Eduardo Clements was always there, uh, available to help. Yeah, how many how many times did, how many times did I, did I get on the phone with you and say, listen, why are we just letting this guy run the ball once and twice and then taking him out the game, Gus Edwards? Why can't we bring, put him in for a steady package? I don't get it, and I'm smiling right now because I watch Auburn um, look like they're trying to take this game over. 
<laughs> you know, uh, I root nothing, nothing for Florida State. I don't care if they're in the ACC. I care less. You, know, I've told you this already. I root for nobody in the ACC but Miami. It means nothing to me about um, them being in the ACC. I am a cane, and that is, I am uh-huh. loving this right now. You know, but All right, well, let me let, let, me let a few change. more people go on, and then i got to go Gary, come on. Better, man. It's, I'm sorry. It's a, lot of things. It's, it's a lot of things that need to be changed. And I, you did a good job. It's part of the business. What a dummy. <laughs> part of the business. All right. All right. Well, um, I wasn't saying you were a dummy. I was saying the guy that did the Auburn no, no, guy. No, 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 I know, because now they get the, now they get the ball back. Now they, yeah, that was dumb. Let me go on quick point, though. You, you, keep, you keep making the point that we didn't have a good talent in the back um, as far as our defense guys. But, again, if we're going to recruit certain guys and we don't register them, just if you're going to lose, lose with those guys. Okay, if, yeah. if, number, if, number, if number 30 is converted quarterback to a defensive back and he can't get it done, lose with the guy that you recruited. And and this whole Randy Shannon thing did a good job stuff. Let me tell you something, man. The man didn't even have a meal, proper meal plan for the team. And he burned well, a lot of bridges. Get, in fairness to Randy, he didn't get the support that Al Golden's getting from Miami. So, but you know what? You know, Which, the, Al Golden has because they, has also, had, they also didn't see him. They also they started to see some stuff that they didn't like as far as coaching too, because he was going around the community burning bridges. You can't do it. Uh huh. You can't well, do it. I mean, look, got it. You know, we we can we can debate Randy Shannon for hours. I'm gonna let me let some other people get on the show tonight. Um, you right. know, thank you obviously so much for your participation and um, give us a call next time. Yeah, and I didn't get a chance to tell you happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh, man, same to you. Happy New Year to you and your family. All right. All right, we're going to try to squeeze a few more calls in here tonight before we uh, go eat some dinner. Um, let's go to the uh, 917. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's up? What's going on? Who's this? It's BK Hurricane again, Gary. I'm sorry. Oh, my God, you guys are killing me. I got. I'm trying, let me get, let these other guys get on. Go ahead. What do you got real quick? All right, real quick. Um, like, Why did Miami offer that kid from Florida when Isaiah McKenzie doesn't have an offer yet? Which kid from Florida? I mean, the kid from California, Brad Kai is a teammate. Uh, um, like you know, the, the, we, we changed that already. That, was a, the, that, that kid, is not, might, he, he might get an offer. He, he made a mistake. He hasn't gotten an offer yet. Um, and, but Isaiah McKenzie's small, man. I mean, I, I was with but him in Orlando. Dynamic, Gary, he, he is. He is, but he's so small. And I, I don't know, man. You know, they, they're, they're trying to get bigger at receiver. I mean, but you saw the person, though, right? This kid, right? Yeah, he's really small. I mean, he, if he weighs 150 pounds. How is he as a football player? How is he as a football player? Oh, he's so he's very fast. He, he he's got if he's got everything except size. You know, I don't know, man. He's but really Lamar small. Joyner, look at Joyner. Yeah, but he's way smaller than Lamar. He's smaller than Joyner. Yeah, but he's he's good. I mean, we can find some for him. You know. Uh, I, return, I know he off return something. Yeah, but he'll get killed. I'm telling. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't really have a strong opinion there. I agree. With you. Right, he's, cool. he's dynamic. He's fast. The whole thing. I I totally agree with you. But I understand why he's not being recruited. All right. All right. Any, I'm going to get else get on. All right. Thanks. Hey, hey. Thank you so much. Yeah. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Let's go to the five one five. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. I I I wasn't supposed to be on the queue. Uh, so you can oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, you're on hold. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. Let's go to the um, – let's do 770. You are now live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Gary. You how are you doing? 
What's going on? Who's this? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, Tony? What hey, you got? Uh, uh, not much. Hey, I was just, uh, <clears throat> you know, just wanted to uh, ask you a few questions about the uh, coaching staff. Like, why hasn't Golden made any decisions on that yet? I know it's still kind of early in the process. No, he did today. He, did? he announced today everybody's coming back, yeah. Oh, they are? Everybody's coming back as of today, yep. Okay. What What is your take on that? I mean, how do you feel I, about I think that? it's his decision, you know. I mean, you know, it, it, it's his game. It's his show, you know, and, and I don't think anybody should tell him what to do. You know, I think he's the head coach. The head coach decides who his staff's going to be. Um, obviously, they do have a lot of problems they need to fix. I think they know what they are, and now they go on an eight-month mission to try to fix them, and if they – you know, if they come back next year and, and they haven't fixed them, you know, obviously all you guys are going to be going nuts. So, I mean, it is what it is. That's that's his that's his call. I understand how he feels. I mean, you know, he he puts a big premium on stability. He doesn't want to change. You know, all kinds of he doesn't want to hit those kids with all kinds of change right now. And um, that's what a head coach's job is to make those decisions. Sometimes I think coaches too. They also make these changes. Um, well, no, usually they make changes the to get fans. the fans off. They they usually make changes to get the fans off their butt. Right. <laughs> they usually not, scapegoat not, their coaches. Al Golden's not doing that. And, and I, I could, uh, you know, kind of understand why he's doing that. But it's just, you know, as me as a fan just watching, you know, you kind of get frustrated with, with having these mediocre seasons and everyone – Nowadays, want that instant gratification. They want to win, and they want to win right now. So I, I understand what he's doing. It's just that sometimes you just get a little bit frustrated at times, and you hope that, it, like, right away. But I guess now we just have to ride the storm, see what happens. Yes, sir. You are correct. So, well, that's just my take on it, Gary, and uh, – not gonna hold you. It was nice chatting with you. All right, man. Thank you. Get in here and watch this. All right, we got uh, three more callers on the line right now. I'm gonna get all three of you in. Let's go to the uh, yeah, 601. You're now live on YouTube. What in the world is that? I'm hearing a lot of noise. Are you with us or no? You know you're feeling it. All right. Not sure what that was. Let's go to the 205. You're now live on Kane Sport Live. How you doing tonight? How you doing, Gary? This is CJ from Birmingham. What's up, man? You're actually going to be our last call tonight. What What do you have for us? Um, is there any chance? What's the deal with um Sony Michelle? We got a good chance of flipping him um back over, or it's pretty much a done deal. And I mean, it, it still seems like a done deal, but I mean, Georgia does have a very good running back in that class that he's going to have to compete with, on top of all the other running backs they have up there, and Honestly, I think Sonny Michelle's making a big mistake for whatever reason yeah. he's making it. So I will never say never. You know, I don't know. I'm sure they will continue to try, um, but I can't make a prediction that he's going to split. I, I can understand that. I, I just I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, why would you go to Georgia? And they got already got two established backs, and they probably got three more good backs, and you know, on the roster that's gonna, you know, they can fulfill those spots. Um, yeah. So you think, um, you know, Valentine. No, yeah, the D tackle, the D committed. Is any chance he's going to switch back? Since Golden, no, I, I wouldn't bet on it. I mean, he clearly wanted to decommit and was looking for a, a, a moment. I mean, no 
Well, yeah, let's be honest. I mean, you know, he couldn't wait. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I doubt he'll flip back, but you never know. Okay, okay. All right. Well, um, you know, that's all the questions I had. Um, what about uh, one more? Um, are we looking at another, um, like, you know, medium to big running back? You know, somebody around 205, 210. We got anybody else on our board? Um, I don't know of one right 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 now. Uh, they have a couple slots left in this class, and I'm sure right now what they're going to do is they're going to spend the next week or so assessing things and where they want to go from here. And they they'll probably pick the best players available um, for the last few spots. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. All right. I guess I'll see you next Tuesday. I'll be going to have. Right, and, yeah. Well, next um, our next show we'll 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 put a recruiting show together. We'll get uh, Keenan Codrington back. We'll talk some recruiting and. Uh, and go from there. So thank you so much for calling tonight, and uh, Happy New Year to you. Same to you. All right, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, great show. A lot of good callers, a lot of good insight. If you came on late, um, you know, you'll, we'll have the podcast up here uh, in a few minutes. In the meantime, go enjoy the national championship game, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Kane Sport Live. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.